Okay. All right. I'm going to make a Dropbox. Just Dropbox. Dropbox in box. We're going to make the podcast. It's going to be real good. <laughs> oh, I, tried. I tried. It didn't work. I tried. <laughs> Why is it every time I bring up my favorite movie or song, y'all call my shit corny? You act like I don't have no taste and no flavor. I'm a Luddite or some bullshit like that. What kind of particular shit is that? It's the shit I like. That's what I like. That's my type of shit. You know? Why don't you know y'all just say something nice? Showtime. Welcome to the Say Something Nice podcast. Your home for in-depth news discussions, reviews, and deep dives into movies, television shows, and music, with a special emphasis on diversity and the Black experience. You can find our show on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and wherever else podcasts can be found. And you can also find us on all social media under the handle at SSM Podcast or at our website, SSMPodcast.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Say Something Nice podcast. We are so glad to have you here today, even if the world is going to shit around us. We will sit here and huddle together in this hurricane of nonsense, bullshit people, and remakes, remakes, remakes. And protect each other. <laughs> I mean, this this week hasn't been terribly bad. Y'all, y'all remember the Adams Family values? Um, canoes, canoes, canoes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, I, I am Brandon. I am here with Latria. Hey. And Ali. Hello. Whee. And he's sliding down the banister. Oh, boy. You know, every time I say, hey, I wave as if somebody can see me. Like, why? <laughs> like, every time you introduce me every week, I, like, wave and smile. And I'm like, girl, nobody can see you. <laughs> Latria, like, Latria, your dog, your dog is in the room and your dog is like, she doesn't get it yet. <laughs> can you say delicious? <laughs> right. <laughs> like, who is she waving ma'am, to? Ma'am, who are you waving <laughs> Nobody's ah. in here. <laughs> All right, so... We're going to talk about the things that we checked out this week and saw and listened to. One thing that I didn't get to listen to because the internet lied to me. Uh, <laughs> apparently, Janet Jackson put out a special 30th anniversary Rhythm Nation remix album that he said was on all yeah. the streaming platforms. Uh-huh. It ain't on Apple Music. So I searched Rhythm Nation like five times and Janet Jackson went through her whole discography. I don't know where it is, if they haven't uploaded it yet, if it's like a title exclusive or some craziness like that. I need to do some oh. bit more research, I guess, because I was like, Rhythm Nation remix album? <laughs> Tell me more. Um, but yeah, this is the 30th anniversary of Janet Jackson's Rhythm Nation 1814, her one, two, three, fourth studio album, and the second one that matters. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Listen, everybody knows them first two albums. We sort of kind of like, eh, uh, you know, um, I'm, I'm sure some music, I'm sure Greg will write in, how dare you, how dare you, track Five on Janet Jackson's first album is the bomb. I'm sure it is, but right. we start oh. with control. Janet starts with control. 
Is that when she started working with Jimmy Jam and Terry? Yes. Okay. Yes. I was about to say, I was like, I feel like it starts as soon as she started working with them. And then it was like, okay, yes. now. <laughs> now we get it. Rhythm Nation, of course, was the, the second um, Janet Jackson, Jimmy Jam, Terry Lewis album with such hits as the title track, Rhythm Nation, which samples <laughs> Sly and the Family Stones. Uh, thank you for letting me be my... Thank you for letting me be myself again. What a title. Uh, also includes, Shut up. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah. The... That's, what it, that's where that comes from. Oh, okay. Uh, what else is on the Escapade? Miss You Much. Yes. Love Will Never Do Without You. And Black oh, With Cat- Antonio Banderas in the video. Yes. And Jamin. <laughs> Jamin was in that? Yeah, he was the... Was he not the dark-skinned dude that was on the thing? Maybe that wasn't him. Hold on. I could have sworn it, it was him. might have been him. I think it was him. Yeah, because it was that dude. He had his shirt off, and he was on that little thing, like, rocking back and forth. I do... I, let me Google, but I really do feel like that was Jarman. Shout out to Jarman. Say my name so my powers will flow through you. <laughs> and, um, oh, Lord. Uh, what's, what's the what's, what's more of joy? Um, friends come, friends and men go. My, all right. All right, baby. Was right. Black Cat on that album? And Black Cat, yes. Oh, that was that. Okay, so funny story. I twisted my knee. Oh no! <laughs> this is a funny. <laughs> listening, story. listening. When I was in eighth grade, because Black Cat was like my absolute favorite Janet Jackson song at that time, and I watched that video as many times as I could and listened to it. And there's like this move she does where she like takes her knee and like it goes to the side with it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, yeah, Janet, I'm going to do it, too. I did. I went, like, once and went, boom, fell on the floor. Oh, no. And I was, like, in my room, like, help me. (laughs) So, yeah, that was a funny story. I twisted my knee trying to dance along with Janet to her video for Black Cat. (laughs) We should should actually add Janet and tell her. She'd be like, oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. Here's a a new copy of the remix album for everyone. (laughs) Right. Yes, please, Janice. Please send us free stuff. <laughs> Seriously. Oh, but it, that's a great album, though. But yeah, so what I did get to check out, um, my music was all over the place, as it usually was. Um, yeah. Trying to think was anything that weird that popped up in my music this week. Um, Wait, I had it wrong. I said Antonio Banderas. It's Antonio Sabato Jr. Okay. Lord, have mercy. But yes, Jamin was. That was Jamin in the video. Jamin Hansu. Mm-hmm. Uh, for some reason... Uh, the Midnight Stars, the Magic, or the Midas Touch, was stuck in my head until I could figure out what, did, what um, where, until I finally downloaded it and added it to my collection. So, uh, yeah, so y- y'all have haunted me with this damn record for like the last four months. Where every time I go to a Negro function, it plays somehow. <laughs> Not so, a Negro function. <laughs> so I finally have it in my collection. I'll, I guess I'll check out a little bit more Midnight Star and Lakeside and all like that. Uh, mm-hmm. Movies. I saw the first half of Otto Preminger's Advise and Consent from 1962. What uh, is that? It is a movie about a man who has been nominated for Secretary of State, and the Senate doesn't like him because they think he's a communist. But the twist is that, I mean, the, uh, the twist, I guess I shouldn't spoil it yet, is that he's not a communist per se, but something far more insidious in 1962, 1962 terms. Uh, He's a hippie. Well, (laughs) watch it and see. Um, The first third of the movie is way too close to a black and white version of C-SPAN for my taste, but that's exactly what it's supposed to be. 
you know, no. the senator from from South Carolina, the senator from Kansas, you know, that kind of thing. Right. How they be in the um in that the actual office? It's probably the first time they ever got anything that close to how the Senate actually runs on film, though I'm certain. So, mm. I also saw the first, I guess, two thirds. I had to go to the gym before I could finish it. Of and don't please don't take away my black card when I admit this. Watching for the first time, uh, Menace to Society. Oh, I have never seen. Wait, mm, yeah, no, I've never seen that one. Right. For some reason, that's it was a whole. I know why. It's rated R. <laughs> no mm-hmm. Yeah, your mama was not about to let you watch that. <laughs> so it, even if I may have seen it in passing, I saw it where they were like, "Forget you, man." You know. So this is the first time I, I've actually seen the movie. <laughs> so right, <laughs> it's good so far. The Hughes brothers have a very interesting visual style that, like, a very stylized way of of angling their camera. That elevates, like you know, this material above where I think people expect, you know, because it's black people and violence and stuff, mm-hmm. where they think you should film it. Like they, it just by simply positioning the cameras in slightly unusual places, they give you a big movie feel, right? Which is like really important. Um, and shout out to Tyron Turner and Lorenz Tate and Jada Pinkett as yep. the leads of the movie. Is that true? Where is old Tyron Turner? Uh, hanging around here and there. I've heard about him. He, he was in uh, Meet the Blacks, that Mike Epps movie. He's around. He just he doesn't get booked for stuff, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Um, <coughs> and little Brandon Hammond playing Tyron Turner as a kid. I was like, is that, is that, is that, oh, oh boy from Soul Food? <laughs> Cousin and shit. Oh, the little boy? Yeah, it's Brandon Hammond uh, who plays Ahmad oh, yeah. in Soul Food. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Wait, so when did Soulful come out? 97. Uh Minister Society is 93. Oh, okay. Cause I was like, wait, how old is this child? Okay. He think he's Ali's age. Hold on. Tell me to look him so up. So he, he was looks... young in Minister Society, cause <laughs> Yeah, he looks way different now. He looks like a grown person. Which I guess he should, but like he doesn't look like himself at all. You yeah. know, some child actors grow up like Orlando Brown. You look that's Orlando Brown. Yes. That's 3J. So you know who that is. And um and Miles from Moesha, he looks exactly the same. Yeah. How old was this boy? Uh he was born in 84, so he's closer to our age. My bad. Oh, so he's just he's 35. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> child actors looking yeah. younger than they look. Uh speaking of child actors, I did watch a few um more our gangs. Um it's funny because like um this whole Justin Trudeau um, controversy. For those listening in the future, uh, Justin Trudeau is <laughs> the Prime Minister of Canada, a.k.a. Prime Minister Bay, because, you know, he's a little bit of a cutie as mm-hmm. far as, you know, leaders of um, the world go. Um, right. It came out that back in 2001, sure. he went to a, a Arabian Nights-themed party at the school Lord. he was teaching at, the private school he was teaching at up in Canada, in blackface. He could have just put on the outfit. Like, you don't yeah. have to paint yourself. Oh, my gosh. They said he was I, I, he, he was dressed up as a character from Aladdin. No, Siri, whatever. I didn't say anything to you. Be quiet. Um, <laughs> Siri, always be trying to listen to the shit. Um, here's the funny part about that, though, is that, like Latria said, like, of all the things to blackface, Aladdin's not the thing that yeah. I would blackface. Who is that dark in Aladdin? Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, like I, I wouldn't. That's so weird that he chose to blackface. Oh, Did he have the Good Times video version where it's all black people or something? <laughs> I don't know what the shit. And then yeah, it came that, out and they had a video of him really doing it good. a second time. I was like, oh, so you just Al Jolson out here. <laughs> so <laughs> on purpose, one of the Our Gangs I watched is an Our Gang short from 1935 called Anniversary Trouble, uh, which stars... Um, so the, this is the episode, you know, the only one they already ha- introduced the little high sign, which if you've seen the movies, the little thing they do when they do their wave under their chin. Y'all can't see it over the podcast, but I'm doing it right now. Because <laughs> uh, they've started a, a, this group, the Loyal Order of Woodchucks. And uh, praise God for somebody not recognizing that they were doing this prior to time. Stymie is the president. So, oh, Lord. good job. Good job. No, no, good job. Good job. Because, yeah. um, <laughs> Um, but Spanky, little Spanky, because he's still, this is still baby Spanky. He's the treasurer, and they give him all of their dues to, for safekeeping, even though they don't really quite trust him. But they're like, well, he's the treasurer. He's got to do it. Meanwhile, uh, Spanky's father has forgotten um, the, uh, him and his mother's wedding anniversary, and he's trying to scramble for money to buy a, a gift. And he takes the treasury money from, from Spanky by accident and tries to go buy the gift. And then when the kids come up, because the, the, the club disbands, they all want their money back. Spanky can't find it. So he's trying to find a way to sneak out of the house and go to his dad's office and get it back without the other kids catching him. And one of the weird ways he tries to do this is by... Um, so I should explain. Uh, Hattie McDaniel plays the maid of the house in this in this thing. This is before Gone with the Wind. Okay. But she's still Hattie McDaniel. Uh, right. And she has a daughter named Buckwheat. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Buckwheat was a girl before uh, she was a boy. Oh. And they had um, girls and boys playing a part when she was a girl. Oh, wow. So William Thomas, Billy Thomas, a male, plays the part in this one. And Billy Thomas would keep playing the part for 10 years. But after the next year, they would, they would change the character's costuming and make him a boy. Mm. I don't know. Racism. Um, <laughs> I, I I looked over a lot when I was a child. Apparently, now I think about it now. It's a dirty you are not girl, the man. only one. <laughs> um, but so Spanky decides to dress himself up as Buckwheat to get past the other children, which okay. involves him taking the the um the shoe polish out of the cabinet. No. <laughs> and you know, wipey wipey wipey, and putting on Buckwheat's um big sweater and and the boots and walking out. And um, getting Buckwheat's baby carriage that, that she pushes around and being like, la da 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 eyes coming. And the little white girl walks by, hi, Spanky. I'm not Spanky, eyes Buckwheat. She's like, look, it points to his, um, he's forgotten to blacken his um, shins and his calves. So he's like black from like the waist up. <laughs> wow. And so he tries to um, cover it up real quick and go past the rest of the kids who are hanging out looking like, um, looking like um, they gonna beat him up. And he then um Tommy's like, Buckwheat, you was getting kind of fat, ain't you? Oh no, I'd be eating lots of pork chops. Oh Lord. And it almost works until Buckwheat, the real Buckwheat, because the fact that it almost works doesn't make any fucking sense. Especially with Stymie. Stymie, you're black. You know it's not a black person. Uh-huh. I know this is a comedy, but my God. Um, exactly. So the real buckwheat comes out of the house, and so there's there's a buckwheat, and then there's a, a white child in blackface, and the kids are like, "Say buckwheat, Spanky wouldn't put anything over on us, Woody." Oh no, he likes y'all. 
<laughs> and then he waves to the real Buckwheat. Hi, Buckwheat. And Spanky looks back and just zooms back into the house, leaving his Buckwheat wig in the in um the book, the biggest kid's hand. And Habit Daniel was like, Spanky, what kind of idea is this? A bum idea because it didn't work. So <laughs> the blackface is still with us in 2019. I guess he watched that episode, that episode of Our Game. Um. Mm-hmm. Also watched a whole bunch of Gilby Gillis because. Wait, wait about... hold a second. You you didn't even you didn't even see the result of all of this. Oh, the result is that um eventually the dad finds out that um after, after no after... not that I what meant happened? not that I meant the Justin Trudeau thing. So oh, oh he, Trudeau, he got on the TV he and apologized. He, there was a big uh, te- uh, conference, a big press conference, mm-hmm. where he stood in in um, you know in a, at a podium in the, with an audience of his peers and people and reporters and whatnot, and they asked him many 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 questions, and um, he replied back as best as he could to apologize, quote unquote, for his past transgressions. Mm-hmm. Which I guess is more and than we would have gotten out of our own president, but you know. Yes. True, though Justin yep. Trudeau would most likely not. He he's not probably going to win another term. <laughs> like, oh yeah, because elections this, are coming like up this, in Canada. This, that was the whole. I think that's why it leaked because I think somebody. Yeah, tried that's to sabotage. why. Cause, okay. Yeah, yeah, because I think it was yeah. like right after I guess qualifying or something, or he announced mm-hmm. that he was running again, and then like yeah. boom, so, this came out. Yeah, that's going to destroy his. That's going to destroy his uh, campaign now. So. So he went from Barack Obama to Joe Biden up there. <laughs> you better stop. Joe Biden might be our next president. Jesus. <laughs> Listen, I would still rather him. I would rather have, have him than Trump, but I really don't want Joe Biden to be president. He's Same. He is, Same. is unfit to be president. That man is 78, 79 years old, and he is going senile. That's not, I'm not trying to be ages. You can be sharp as a whip at 79, 78. He ain't. <laughs> and he already had a, a well, that's pension okay. He'll when just... he was sixty something for running off at the mouth and saying offensive shit by accident, quote unquote. Right. That's why, well, like you a see year again, after he became been... vice president, you, you saw Barack. You know, he disappeared him. He put him into the into the weird crypt <laughs> <laughs> with Farah and uh, <laughs> Latavia. <laughs> this this has quickly turned into a really offensive. <laughs> <laughs> like, you just you just don't give a shit, do you today? <laughs> um, yeah. So, but what they could do is just have um, if he gets elected, they could just turn him into a puppet president. Um, oh God, we so, already got one. We already got one. You see how what happens when the puppet that's, wants that to is, control that its is, own strings? The, right. I was about to say that's not a puppet. That's a Pinocchio. <laughs> <laughs> that is a straight. Oh, that that nigga came to life. And started yeah, stuff. Pinocchio. Yeah, Pinocchio does not have any strings on him. I've got no strings to hold me down to make me fret or make me fret. Ew, don't sound like him. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> so bad. I'm sorry. Uh, what else did I watch uh, besides those? Dobie Gillis. Talk about Dobie Gillis more later in this episode because it's, it's relevant to other current events. Uh, and I finally, after years of searching, somebody, I, I don't know if it was leaked, but because it, it's on somebody's website just hanging out, I finally found um, clean copies of all the background music from the original Scooby-Doo 1960s show. 
I was like, because they Hanna Barbera or these Warner Musical, whoever does it, has put out CDs of the music from every other Hanna Barbera show, all the classic <clears throat> ones, except for Scooby Doo. Yeah. Which I'm like, it's popular enough now. Y'all could do it and make some real money. I don't know what's going on. But uh, so I found those downloads that I've been trying to clean them up and, you know, cut out. Because they're literally like the actual tapes from the recordings. It's like, uh, theme 13, take 35. One, two, one, two, three. Do, 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 do. You know, <laughs> so I got to clean up a little bit to put into my collection. But yes, I'm very happy about that. I've been waiting my entire life, adult and child life, to get copies of those things by themselves. Because that's the wow. best thing for the original show is the background music. Uh, uh, yeah. uh, uh, hands down. Because <laughs> you play any of them tracks and you know it's Scooby-Doo. To the point where on Family Guy one time they did a Scooby-Doo joke where they had Lois and some guy running from a, a ghost in a house. And they literally, I guess they bought the rights. They literally started playing Scooby-Doo background music and I screamed. <laughs> <laughs> You would be the one to realize that, too. <laughs> Everybody at home is like, oh, this is a nice tune. Brandon's like, oh, my God! <laughs> I think I think most people realize what, what they were doing because they were doing Scooby-Doo, like, chase stuff. And then after that, Lois right. is like, let's see who you really are! <laughs> you <know? laughs> oh, but yeah, so that's all my stuff. Uh, what up, Latria, what about you? All right. Well, um... So movie-wise, it was like stuff from HBO and Amazon, but I watched Steve Jobs uh, on, I think it's on HBO. It's uh, Aaron Sorkin wrote it. Yes, he did. And um, Danny Boyle directed it. Yes. And it had Michael Fassbender as Steve Jobs. And then, um, what's the lady from Titanic? What's her name? Uh, Kate Winslet. Yes. Kate Winslet was in there playing his uh, like marketing person. I love her. Um, but I, I like the movie. It was really interesting. I've been wanting to watch it forever. And so I finally was like, you know what? I'm not doing anything. Let me just sit and watch this. So it was very interesting and a very interesting take learning about Steve Jobs. Right. Cause it's, it's... I don't know how much was like truly accurate, but I was like Googling about him while I was watching the movie. So I feel like Aaron Sorkin pretty much nailed it. <laughs> Yeah, he got the spirit of it down because, like, it's and apparently he actually did get like he got participation from his daughter. Yeah, the daughter, his oldest, his oldest daughter. I think um, did they credit Walter the, Isaacson but, who wrote the, the the biography. I can't remember, but I remember uh, his wife when he died was like, "I don't want nothing to do with it." Right, like she wasn't happy about it being made, but I I do remember seeing that his daughter talked to him. Right, his daughter Lisa. Lisa, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Need the computer after her. Yeah. Um, so that was interesting. And I was like, dang. Now I feel bad. I was like, God, be contributing to this with all my Apple products. And I was like, God. He was like, he's a freaking genius, but who Lord, what a personality. He's a very mean, uh-huh. he was a very mean person, unequivocally. Unequivocally. A terrible person. You know, great products. Awful guy mm-hmm. to work for, be around, hang around, yell at people all the time. So the movie. I haven't seen I mean, it yet, but I understand that it's it's basically set in three acts, and it's basically leading up to like Apple keynotes in each one. One in like eighty four, one in, like ninety, was like yep. X computer, and the last one like yep. late nineties, I think. 
Yeah, and while watching it, I was like, dang, is this what happens backstage at all the keynotes? Like, how do you even, like, stay on track when you go out on stage? Because it was a lot of drama going on before he had to go out. And I'm like, people keep coming back in the room. And I'm like, can y'all leave? Like, can he not focus? What is happening? Yeah, I don't think so it's quite like crazy. that. I think he just used that to set up, like, yeah. these conversations. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, And so then last night I watched uh, Home Again on Amazon Prime. It was a movie with Reese Witherspoon. It came out in 2017. It's not really worth me talking about what it was like. It was, I was like, I just need something on that's like deliriously like happy. Right. And like I don't have to pay too much attention to it. So I was like, yeah, I was like, I'll watch this. Oh, um, direct, directed so. by Nancy Myers' daughter. Oh, really? Who is younger than Ali. Oh, wow. He's a young Yeah, so okay. it was... It was a cute movie, but you know it's all right. Um, so those that's it for movies. Moving on to TV, I started Lucifer this week. I hadn't seen it yet. I've been wanting to watch it for a while because I love Tom Ellis. Um, so I watched. I only watched the first episode. Well, I think I got halfway to the second episode and I stopped it because I didn't want to like go on a binge. Right. <laughs> so I was like, wait, let me just do it piece by piece. Um, so it was pretty cool. I liked it. Right. I also watched uh, Styling Hollywood. Now I watched that in one sitting. Hmm. It was it was so good. It was so good. I was so intrigued and like into their whole life and their work and everything. This is the show about the two um, two gay black Jason, guys who are together. Yeah, Jason Bolden, who's the stylist, and then Adair, who is his husband, and he does like interior design. Okay. So they have a company called. JSN Studio, where it's like they combine their work together. So Jason does like the the celebrity styling, and then Adair does like the interior design work. Must be nice to be able to work so. with um, the person you're dating. Listen, I'm sorry, they, I, I mean, sound really bitter. Uh, they, that I mean, <laughs> also that doesn't you, you there may was see drama. That, but that doesn't always Listen, work. There yeah. was drama. Uh, that doesn't there always work. Drama. But it was so good. Like, I sat there and watched all... And I was like... I tried to stop myself. And I was like, no, I don't want to sit here and binge the whole thing. But I was like, ah, I got to watch the next episode. It's only two left. So, <laughs> it was good. Um, I also attempted to watch The Family on Netflix. Listen. What is that about? About... So, it's about that... This secret, like, religious society that apparently really controls the government. Like, they, they've gone back. Uh, to like certain pre- like almost every president, and they basically it's like a secret society, uh, basically a cult is what I gather. I only watched the first episode, and that is all that I will ever watch. I am not continuing that because I just feel like, you know, I don't need that in my in my life. <laughs> like, I really felt like I was like, I don't know. I feel like I'm trying to you know get indoctrinated watching this show. <laughs> it's it's some like. It was, it's just weird because what they do is they do reenactments, but it's like the real people who were in it are talking because there's a guy who was a, um, he was a journalist and his friend actually, I guess from high school or college, I can't remember, he was in it. And I guess the friend's parents were like, Hey, can you talk to him? Cause like, he just kind of like disappeared and we don't really know what's going on. And he, he's with these people and we just, you know, they're like, we don't, we think it might be a cult. So he went to dinner with him and talked to him and I guess the friend invited him out. And so um, 
I'm guessing the guy was really just in it to try to see what it was. I don't think he was in it to like really be sincere with him. But like throughout the time of the first episode, he was like he was starting to like I guess kind of like come around and understand where they're coming from. Mm. But it's it's kind of like the mafia and like evangelicals mixed together. It's it's weird. But he was saying though that like even though they're all like it's supposed to be you know, about God, he was like, they really don't talk about God that much. They're like, they only focus on Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And that's it. And like, none of, none of the rest of the Bible matters. Mm. And I was like, um, you kind of can't do that. You need to go through the whole thing. Right. So that's, yeah, but it was, that first episode, it was enough for me. Like, I can't, I don't want that in my house. <laughs> um, so the last thing I attempted to watch was the new season of American Horror Story 1984. Oh, oh, oh. Which, first of all, I don't even know. Like, I I can't do slasher movies. Like, all the Freddy and Jason and all, like, so I don't even know why I attempted this season. But I was like, you know, I try to give American Horror Story at least, you know, the first four episodes. Because that's when it starts dying off. Yeah, I got halfway into this first episode and I was like, you know what? No. But honestly, it was it was mostly because it was like kind of boring. Oh. The first half of the episode. Well, it's, I guess because oh. it's setting... I mean, the first is, scene it comes in... Is there something special like, about 1984? Yeah, the first scene, literally the first scene comes in like they're killing people. And then it goes back into, I guess, like before they get to camp. So it's really like them getting to camp and I was just like... I just wasn't, like, nothing was grabbing me to want to finish it. So I was like, I think this is a season I can probably skip. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I made it, like, 35 minutes into it. And I was like, nah, okay, I'm good. So that's it as far as what I've been watching this week. Okay. Uh, incidentally, uh, shout out to Doc Law. He pointed out, because I had made a post about it in the in the um, group, the Say, the Say Something Nice podcast group on Facebook now. Uh <laughs> the Janet Jackson remixes are under their individual albums because there are so many tracks. So there's literally like Escapade, the remixes. Uh, I was searching Rhythm Nation remixes and I couldn't find it because it'd be like Escapade remixes, Miss You Much remixes. You got to do it that way by each song. Oh, so each song is basically its own album. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a lot Good of tracks. Good Lord. It's a lot of tracks. Uh, I'm looking at So Miss it's you on Much. Apple Music? Yep. I'm looking at Miss okay. You Much right now. There's one, two, three, four. There's 13 versions of Miss You Much in this remix album. There's a 7-inch edit, the Mama mix, the Slammin' R&B mix, the Shep's House mix, Shep's House dub, Slammin' dub, 7-inch R&B remix, 7-inch House mix, 7-inch Slammin' R&B mix, that Bass You Much remix, Oh, I Like That mix, Sing It Yourself mix, acapella. (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) Oh, they went all out. Okay. Uh, Ali. (laughs) Okay. So, um, I took a gander at three animated things on Netflix because I wanted to see what all the hype was about. The first one uh, was uh, Cannon Busters. Uh, that's LaShawn Thomas's project that he's been doing since Moses came down from the mountain. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I mean, am I lying? That's Deliver the, us. If, Said the shepherd to shepherd us. <laughs> <laughs> Ever since 
You ain't I wrong. Have, you, uh, Ken watched it last week. You, you mentioned last week that it had been since like the early 2000s, ever since I guess he jumped from doing the designs yeah. for the Boondocks. So you went started doing that. Or did he start it even before that? Yeah. I think it was a personal project. So it was something that he was looking at as a personal project whilst he was doing his other stuff for mm. network TV and, you know. So this right? is his, the thief and the cobbler. So he's always, yeah, so he's always been working on this stuff. And when he finally finished it several, you know, many years ago, he had been trying to shop it around. But I'm I'm not too sure about what happened about that. Maybe it was just too difficult or whatnot. And so, and also remember that back back then, you know, streaming services and whatnot, you know, very difficult to put your, to put your own um, owner-created thing on TV. But now you have um, streaming services like Netflix and whatnot, which, who are willing to work with, you know, uh, you know, more people, more diverse types of creators than just regular network TV. This is an excellent opportunity, an excellent platform for a project like Canon Busters. So um, I watched it and I have to agree with um, several reviews that I saw online. It is very much a product of its time. It doesn't feel, it doesn't feel very, um, very new at all. Um, It's just kind of, um, it's kind of meh for me personally. But mm. then again, you see the reason. <laughs> you see the reason why is because I no, I'm not a, a super anime head. I watch maybe like four or five anime um, um, shows during the year, right? And because the ones that I choose, there's just so they're like miles <laughs> ahead of the quality of this one. It's like it's really bad to compare. Jesus. Yeah, it's it's just not. It's not good to compare this. Um, what you should do is probably compare with maybe like maybe more stuff in the West, right? So with with that in mind, though, I really like the fact that there are many um, people of color on on this anime, and and I he Lashon Thomas notably um, added in a lot of POC on purpose and a lot of uh, POC, uh, you know, like um, uh, how do you say like uh, dialects and whatnot and it, it's just it's it's really it's really it's like boondocks but not no not boondocks because boondocks tries to be um very um like uh, not really political but it tries to be uh it tries to pull yeah it tries to be political and and, and social political is what it, try, it tries yeah, to be both. yeah yeah sociopolitical and that that can be hit or miss but that's another that's for another you know conversation but it, it's it's not like it's not like that. It's more like in terms of the style that Boondocks was created in back in the day, um, because it just feels it just feels very um, very familiar and and it you know it feels like us is what I'm trying to say. Right. And so I could I could appreciate it for for that. I watched um, about four episodes. Um, I will definitely finish it because I want to see where this is going. But um, yeah, if this was if this was something that came out like this year, in terms of like the if let's say let's say he worked on it like four years ago and it came out this year, uh, uh-uh, that wouldn't have been on my list at all. <laughs> like, mm. like he he's 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 winning for me because he's he's black and he's a creator. So I'm I'm doing this for you, Lashawn. 
I'm I'm taking one for the team. Um, the next thing I I also um watched was uh Disenchantment the the second season, and this is the cartoon uh, that's created by uh Matt Groening. Matt He's the guy. Right. Oh, okay. He's I know. The guy. Like, I, always thought, I always thought it was Groening. It's Groening. not spelled right that, but it, yeah, he he clarified a long time ago. I remember reading something. It might might have been Nintendo Power or something, but it, it's Groening. Yeah. Okay. Weird. So yeah, Matt Groening. And um, he's the guy behind The Simpsons and Futurama, if yes. you remember, from Fox. Um, so that's, uh, that is exactly why it looks so very familiar when you watch um, Disenchantment. Um, so for those of you who are listening who don't know, it's basically just following uh, this princess uh, named Bean. She's from a fictional land called Dreamland. And she's... <laughs> she's trash. <laughs> I'm oh, sorry. Lord. Yeah, I've been meaning but to uh, start that show. She's she's an alcoholic. Um, oh Lord, she's an alcoholic, um, very irresponsible, rebellious princess, um, and also uh, it's basically following her. Um, she has an elf friend, and she also has a what is Lucy, her personal demon. Oh, <laughs> and, and basically, it you know, it's basically her ex, you know, her adventuring, um, you know, in the in that sort of fictional sort of land because it all starts with her father trying to force her to marry someone, and she doesn't want to do this, and then you know, it, the the story just comes tumbling out after that. Um, her rebelliousness to be her own person, you know, away from the the social norms of being a an upright citizen. Of Dreamland, <laughs> right? So, so yeah, but I I, I love it because <laughs> it's funny that you don't get to see a lot of women cartoon characters be like this, right? I mean, when I yeah. say she's an alcoholic, she is a straight up alcohol like drunk. Okay. Oh wow! Nine times out of ten, in an episode, she's always at a pub, um, drinking herself, um, shit faced. Right, um, I'm gonna sound real just, old, but I hope this program opens up with viewer discretion is fucking advised. <laughs> it's on Netflix. No, no it doesn't. <laughs> no, it doesn't. But all of you her, know, somebody's mom her... is gonna be like, "Ooh, a cartoon! Sit down and watch it, baby." No, they got the oh, kids. No. They got the kids session in Netflix, so they sh- they want to. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. Over there. <laughs> that's true. yeah. Stay, your, stay on your side. Where you got to choose the the cartoon picture? Like, I'd be looking at like. What if it's a character? Yep. I, which one is? I, this is confusing to me. I'm too old. Because <laughs> I mean, I was over there trying to find some of the, see what they had. I was like, yeah. this is this is not this is not of God. I can't use this. Yeah. I usually watch all. If I watch a cartoon or animated show on Netflix, I'll go to the kids session and watch it because I don't want it to mess up my algorithm. <laughs> Unlike my regular profile, so all my like. Really kitty shows that I watch sometimes either like to go to sleep to or just to have something on. I'll watch it in the kids section. Because yeah. you watched He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. Right. Please watch, <laughs> I don't know, Brave Star or um, whatever else. Um, Mon Chi Chi or right. Pawpaw Bears or whatever else the shit they have <laughs> over there. <laughs> but they don't have Mon Chi Chi's. That's, that's on, that's on um, Boomerang. I was like, wow, y'all but, found um, Yeah. 
So disenchantment is it's really I love the humor. It's it's just really fun and and they don't break the fourth wall. But what they do a lot of times in the cartoon is they are very some of the characters are very aware that this is you know cartoon. So nonsense can happen and everyone will just accept it because it's a cartoon. So um, yeah, I really I really like it. It's fun. <laughs> it's a cartoon. So that was cool. disenchantment. I might have to start right. it. Yeah, so Disenchantment, I think you'll like it, Latria. Yeah. So that's Disenchantment on Netflix as well. And uh, then the, the third thing that I checked out was Big Mouth. Oh, <laughs> Lord I Jesus. wanted to see. Loved it. I just watched the Valentine's yes. special the other day because I realized I didn't Listen, when Woo! I tell you... Um, well, this and I'm like looking around like I'm about to get in trouble because I'm like, ooh, wait a minute. This is real adult. Like, that show is... It's so good, but I was like, oh, I know the, the middle America moms are lit. Uh-uh, they, no, they won't be able to handle it. That, that show is, I mean, two, I'm on season, I'm on season two right now because they, they just came yeah. out season three. So I'm trying to catch up. Um, well, no, season three hasn't show, started yet. Oh, oh yeah, there was just a trailer. That's what I saw. Yeah. Trailer. It, and yeah. yeah. So like that, the... The Valentine's episode, it says it's season three, but like it's just that one, that one. Like episode. an in-between? So yeah, the full season, I think, comes out in a couple of weeks, I believe. Okay. It's, yeah. So I'm checking out season two um, because I just thought that it was, season one was just hilarious. But the funny thing is, it's hilariously educational. Yeah. <laughs> Which is weird. It's like, it's, like it gets really kind of uh, grimy sometimes, mm-hmm. but in the end, it's like a it's like a really clever way to teach people who don't want to open up a book and read about this shit. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, know I'm laughing, Ali. What do I always yeah. say? Because because Brandon doesn't like when people don't read. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, so where where somebody like Brandon would be like, I'll just bro- open up an anatomy book. I'll just open up a sex ed book. No, there are other people who are just like they they watch this for the 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 the, the trashiness of it, like you know the 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 dirty the dirty the vulgarity of it, right? <laughs> but but they'll remember what was in the episode, and thus it's a way to sort of cleverly trick them into learning. So what you're saying is that schools should so, uh, show this. <laughs> so this, this. what I'm saying is shut to... down. <laughs> you know what's funny what though? I'm it was is, okay. This dude. is like so. It was. I feel like this is inappropriate and just like odd. So when I was in middle school, set. Well, I think seventh and eighth. Or was it? Was it high school? Anyway, I was a part of the peer educators. Mm-hmm. Guess what we did. Now, we don't know sex. nothing. We went around to the classes to teach kids about sex. Oh, Lord. Oh. I'm talking about, we were like 12 or 13. I'm like, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. I'm just reading from work. But we had like, <laughs> we had videos that we would show. It was like 20 minutes. I just did it because I got to get out of class. And I was like, oh, I get to like get out of class for a good hour or something. True. Okay, sign me up. So me and my best friend did it. And we would go around, had this video. And we would talk about like, STDs and all kinds of how you can get them. <laughs> it was, and I was like, why, why are we doing this? I just feel like this is inappropriate. 
Like, we don't know this ourselves. But yet, we're going around to our peers and telling them, making them watch these little PBS-tinged videos for like five minutes. Yeah. Yeah, that was funny. So, when I was nine, my mother gave me a little brown book. Oh, my God. That explained everything. No, and, my mama told me you can get pregnant the first time you have sex, and that was it. And, was like, <laughs> and my dad talked. That was our book, sex talk. Like about a couple months after that, and then when I was in middle school, we were doing like you know assignments in health class about you know reproduction yeah. and everything. I remember that because my dad is a medical professional, and he mm-hmm. gave me books uh, oh, about what happens when you get certain STDs that, that showed what they look like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like the extreme examples where it looks like you've grown another foot in your private okay, area. Nope. You know, that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. And I'm sitting there like, <gasps> didn't have sex until I was 23 years old. That's not a lie. Side note. <laughs> Side note. Do you want to leave that in? <laughs> so, <laughs> okay, fam. Do, do I, so, is that a, is that really bad? No, I, no, I'm only I like, mean, maybe shoot. I'm not that far from you. So it's not, and and it's not I am, at all. And I am years after that. So <laughs> you're just okay. So um, side note, um, when Brandon mentioned um, different kinds of um, STDs, you can actually get plushies of these oh, viruses no. and bacteria. Yes, you can. Plushies? Wait, yeah. Excuse yes. me? Yes, Yes, I'm not kidding. Of, of, yes, of the molecules or of the effects? No, the molecules. Like you can actually get them. Like, you know how they would show you a visual representation of what this particular bacteria or this particular virus mm-hmm. is? Right. Somebody, somebody got creative and made plushies of all of the major bacteria, not bacteria, but like the uh, major viruses. STIs. Yes. So not just you- STIs. Um, v- viruses in general. Just viruses in general, yes. HIV you can get, You oh can get HIV. Some, syphilis, some syphilis and some gonorrhea. Y- yes, exactly. Exactly. Like, yes. Why? Who would do this? Why? I have, I have no idea, but yes. A they porn have house. Of those things. <laughs> Seriously. But anyways, back to Big Mouth. Um, just to show you how vulgar some, um, some of this stuff can be. Like, a character, I remember in the first season, literally had a whole... Three minute conversation with her genitalia. <laughs> like, oh yeah, where the ge- where again? Here's the educational part. The genitalia actually showed her what each part is and told her what it does. Yeah, they don't hold anything back on the show. Like, <laughs> Not a thing. Not I'm surprised. I'm surprised Netflix doesn't make us like put in a password for certain shows because it's like anybody can <laughs> or, click on this and even, be like, "Oh, a cartoon." Right. And be like, "Oh, wait." I just no. said that about oh. it. Is this a <laughs> right. The same. You or, or at least you putting your, your birthday. You got to turn your control lock and the thing. Like you got to make sure you, when you sign in your shit, you got to put your password in a second time because <laughs> <laughs> I'm over here. Right. I'm. I'm Dark as I am, I'm turning beet red listening. Just listening Listen, to this. <laughs> but Ali, you gotta okay, mm-hmm. well, you're not that far. I want I guess you don't have to finish the second season. But like that that doggone uh Valentine's Day episode, whoa, mm-hmm. like they went all out. <laughs> like, see, see, and Brandon and the people listening at home, the, the major vulgarity really happens with these these characters that are that are sort of only some characters can see them. They're called the hormone monsters. Yes, and those are the Maya ones. Maya Rudolph is 
freaking hilarious. I love it. I absolutely I love, love it. her so much as a hormone because monster. the the hormone monsters they have one for each gender, and mm-hmm. they basically are the ones that are like the devil on all the kids' shoulders. Yeah, <laughs> and they are feeding all the vulgarity in the most of the, most of the vulgarity in each episode, and that's what people are sticking around for. They are yeah. very, very cleverly written, very witty. So yeah, so that that was it, Big Mouth. So uh, wow, pretty much it. That's uh, that's what I've mainly been watching. Cool, cool, cool. All righty. I just have a quick update because mm-hmm. um, I have the Emmys on in the background and I just want to pat myself on the back that I know what I'm doing when I made my fake movie because one of my writers just won the Emmy for uh, writing in a comedy series, Phoebe Waller-Bridge. She won the Emmy for Fleabag. For Fleabag? Oh my God. Yep. So I'm just saying I was Listen, right on track with when Fleabag I made my fake is another movie. one. The tree is backstage at the Emmys and like in uh, on Earth too. Like, um, Phoebe, baby, how you doing? Congratulations! Yeah. So, listen, what's your next project like? Oh, well, oh, Ken will be happy. His uh, Bill Hader just won for lead actor oh, for Barry. That's good. Ken, lo- Ken loves that show. Okay. Oh, I, mean, I thought the guy who's accepting the award right now. I thought he was on Mindhunter. Isn't that the guy on Mindhunter? No, the guy from Mindhunter was the guy from Looking. Remember, he's the. Uh, Oh, okay. The he person was some, who's he was looking. Oh, that the was person who's what? giving their speech right now. No, that's Bill Hader. Oh, okay, all right. Okay, CNN okay. must be slow because I have like the, the live blog open because I'm I can't see oh. my TV without leaning over my setup. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, my like, TV is like literally to the left of me. <laughs> I should figure out how to set some shit up in here better. Brandon, you'd really they appreciate. They had Bob Newhart on stage <laughs> early, like at the beginning. I was like, "Oh my God, Bob is still here!" Yeah, Bless he... his heart. Oh, it was still asked Tim Conway who passed. My bad. Listen, I can't yeah. keep up. Yeah. I was like, I was like, I was like, Bob Newhart haunting the Oscars. Like, oh, the I mean, the Emmys, oh, the Emmys will not happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was funny because I think it was a bit that um. What Ben Stiller was doing because he came out and there was like a wax figure of um, uh, what's her, what's her name? Oh shit, the redheaded comedian from back in the day, Lucy, Lucy. Uh, oh, Lucy Ball. Yeah, Lucy Ball. So it was like a wax figure of her, and he was talking, and then he walked over, and I was like, oh wow, they really did Bob Newhart really good, and I saw an eye blink, and I said, wait a minute, <laughs> I was like, oh, that's really Bob. <laughs> so. Yeah, I have to like him. catch the clip to see what they were saying, but he was just like standing there trying not to move, but you could just see his eyes blinking. <laughs> <laughs> so adorable. All right, let's go ahead on to the news. All right, so first up, uh, if you are a fan of Glow, uh, we have good news and bad news for you. Glow has been renewed by Netflix for a fourth season. But that season will be its last. Mm. Do any have any of y'all watched it? I actually haven't. I think Ali, you watched a little bit of it, haven't you? I watched the first season, right? Mm. But only the first season. I have not seen the other seasons. Literally, have you been um following it? No, I've never seen it. It just I, it just didn't seem like it was. 
something that I felt like I would be interested in. Okay. Um, it was interesting in an. But I've I've because... only heard like good things about it. I just was like, eh, I don't yeah, yeah. The the fact that there's a first of all the cast is so colorful, right? And mm-hmm. they all come from different kind of demographics, and you know, in terms of not just not I I don't just mean ethnicities. But like financial stuff and just the type of person, the, the personalities, it's fun to look at their lives, like past the fact that they're all trying to get into um, professional wrestling. Right. No, well, actually, no, they're not doing professional wrestling. Are they doing profe- it it's professional? It's not really professional. It's, professional. it's more it's like... Glow. It was a real thing. Glow was a real okay. thing. Okay, cool. So they're all getting, trying to get into professional wrestling, but it's interesting to see their lives beyond that that's what you watch it for you watch it for the fact that it's you know they're all what they bring to the table by by using their experiences in their own lives to the actual wrestling um ring okay yeah cool uh Um, next up um netflix released the trailer for their upcoming new series raising dion which is based on a comic book that our day, the comic book ha- came with a pitch because they knew that it would make a good TV show or a movie. Uh, they made like a like a little like a demo reel, basically of um, what it could look like. Film. It's about a little um, a single m- black mother raising a little boy named Dion who starts developing uh, superpowers. Like he's Jack Jack on the um, the Incredibles. He has all the powers, the whole set. Uh, and so. It sort of kind of sat for a couple of years until Michael B. Jordan um, decided to executive produce it. And he's, he appears in a supporting part as the father who's passed away. Uh, and so there's been a little bit of controversy. And when I finally saw the trailer right before we started recording, I, I you know, I agree. Uh, so in the original teaser that they filmed a couple of years ago, um, the mother was, you know, brown to dark skinned. And some Aunt Viv shit has happened when they actually went to film the actual program. Because you know, I actress- thought wait, you know, I thought you know, I thought that that original the trailer I saw the original trailer. Mm-hmm. I thought that was Regina King playing the mom. <laughs> it was Regina King. <laughs> I really did. I thought it was Regina King. Right, but yeah, yeah, like the um, the lady playing the mother. And let me just say the lady. Let me get her actual name. Um, her name is. Alicia Wainwright. She was on Shadowhunters, apparently. Uh, she's from Florida. Okay. And so she's, you know, light, beige, fluffy hair, greasy, you know. And it's sort of kind of like, you know, people don't like that sort of a thing. I don't like that sort of I mean, people are still going to watch the show, but we're, everybody's going to be watching it with that eyebrow raised, like, mm-hmm. as you know. I mean, come. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming that she gave the best uh, audition and, you know, whatever, eight callbacks, whatever they had to do. And she was, she was just that good. And she, she won it by her own merit. So I'm not going to be like, you know, she doesn't deserve it. Because I'm sure that she fought for it and got it, but you know, at the same time, you know, it's sort of kind of that thing where you know, colorism and you know the the bad joke I told before we started recording was that maybe Michael B. Jordan wanted to cast somebody closer to somebody he would actually date in real life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <Lord. laughs> 
Let me leave him alone. Um, <laughs> I'm not doing this. But yeah, so Raising Dion debuts on Netflix October the 4th, the same day that Joker comes out to theater. So, <laughs> Are you going to go see Joker? Um, yeah. Well, I'm of course he's going to see a it. Yes, right. He has to review it. I don't think we'll pay like full yep. price for it just in case. Cause like like I said last week, even if it's good, I don't know if I will like because it's not up my alley. Right. You know. But we will see. You have to review it, sir. It's gonna be hot shit. Yeah, it will. Uh, are you going to Ali? Yes, he's cutting. If I'm going, to, to if it. I'm going, he's going. <laughs> he ain't let me be up in you there by myself scrunched up in the face. I might need moral support, like with the Lion King. <laughs> oh Lord! Mm, 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 mm. At least this one. At least this one. On? Simba, come home. Simba, That's come home. <laughs> <laughs> Let her live. <laughs> and then Simba, I don't want to go back. I can stay here forever. Come on, Donald, you're better than this. Oh. All right, let's about the Lion King. Yes. Some of y'all, some of y'all out there actually like that. I'm not here to tell you this <laughs> thing. All right, so our main Phoebe event... Waller Bridge just won um, um, the award um, for lead actress in a comedy series. Yes. For Fleabag. Listen, I'm on the right track. She deserves that show. Was so freaking good. Who was it that one? Phoebe Waller Bridge just won for lead actress. Oh, Fleabag. oh, she's on the show too. Okay. Yeah, she wrote and starred in it. She is the she is the you star go, of the show. I can't so. wait to watch, uh, watch the new Bond movie now, but I know she had to come and correct shit. <laughs> they call it Phoebe Help. <laughs> right. They saw one episode of Fleabag and was like, "Get her on the. Who are her people? Call her now." <laughs> Can she Skype in? Right. <laughs> she dropbox on some pages right quick. All right. So our main event, which is more, it's more news, but it's special news. Special. Yes, it is. Let's get to it. All right. So, All right. before we get into each individual thing, I did want to do a preamble. Um, this is the section where we talk about the um the um tidal wave of remakes, reboots, and whatever the um inventive new term that Hollywood wants to call them when you take something and remake the shit mm-hmm. um, that are coming our way over the next couple of years. Um, and I did want to say, because we always hear people complain, you know, Hollywood is out of ideas. This is why they're doing because they're yeah. uh, 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 creatively bankrupt. It's a little bit more cynical than that, unfortunately. Because you can go to L.A. and go to a restaurant and every you know person at the restaurant has a screenplay. And at least, uh, say, maybe 30% of them to 40% of them are things that are good enough to be filmed and put out and, at least at some point, make money. So they are not without people sending things into the studios, to the agencies and all that kind of stuff. There's not a lack of ideas. There is a lack of courage, money, and available resources from the corporate people who own these companies to put these new ideas into action if they cost above a certain um, price point. Mm. For example, <clears throat> Jordan Peele's Get Out would not have been made if he didn't write it specifically to cost uh, $5 million and to cast people who came relatively cheap to star in it. Right. <clears throat> like, 
it, like we see like most of the original ideas coming out now are like, they're indie films or horror films or maybe comedies because those are cheap to produce. If you have like an original idea for a sci-fi movie, good luck. <laughs> because the thing is, if you look at original sci-fi, the few that have come out over the last couple of years, you've not so much original, it's just not based on something that is familiar and American. Most of them have flopped. I mean, unless yeah. it's like The Martian, where it's more of like an awards play than anything else, or like Gravity. You know, yeah. a lot of them have just come out, like Mortal Engines came out and disappeared. Alita Battle Angel came out and didn't do what it was yeah. supposed to do. Annihilation wasn't good. Right. Um, what's that? Elysium? Is that what it was called? By them people going to the um, the one the rich people were going and Matt Damon was left behind and he led the rest. Oh yeah, yeah. Shit oh, yeah. I remember, I remember yeah. watching that. Yes. Mm-hmm. What's that yeah. one? The um, Edge of Tomorrow where they had to rename it on the DVD. Live, die, repeat. Yes. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, I remember that. <laughs> yeah. So, Tom Cruise, right? Mm-hmm. But Tom Cruise can't open a movie. He can't open the Mummy either. Uh, but Tom Cruise Ooh, can't that open a movie. movie. Not- that movie was terrible, okay? <laughs> terrible. Yeah. Good Lord. Um, that's pretty sad. So that's why they're sort of kind of resting in the safe harbor of familiar things, because even though people complain about this shit, um, there's this thing called statistics that makes us all out, me, you, and everybody listening, to be liars, y'all. <laughs> because <laughs> we go see the shit. What's the number one movie of the year? I don't, I don't... Take a wild King? guess. Lion King? No. Oh, I don't know. It's at number three. What's number one? Don't think too <laughs> hard. What's the movie that everybody and their mama and their daddy and their grandmama saw this year? I um, honestly don't know. Avengers oh, Endgame. Oh. oh. Which Why is, you... I which is part... Were... Which is I Marvel were... part 23 or 22. I thought you were like I a thought, remake I thought you were, Yeah, I thought you were talking about a remake. <laughs> no, talk, right, no movies in general. You know, oh, like, okay. the highest grossing movie of the year is a sequel to second highest grossing movie of the year. Um, y'all already named it. It involves... Oh, Aladdin? Mm-mm, the other one the, with um, Beyonce. Lion King. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lion King. A shot-by-shot remake of a 1994 animated Disney film just reanimated with CGI lions that don't emote. Right. <clears throat> Number three is Toy Story 4, which is the third sequel to a movie from 1995. Number four is Captain Marvel, which, you know, even though it's a new property, quote-unquote, mm. it's still a Marvel film, so it's connected. Number five is Spider-Man Far From Home, which is the one, two, three, four, five, six, seventh Spider-Man movie that has been made in the last right. 20 years. <laughs> Number six is Aladdin, <laughs> a remake of a 1992 Disney film starring Will Smith, Mina Masood, Naomi Scott and um, a lack of singing on key. Um, <laughs> number seven is It, Chapter Two, which Ugh. is a remake of a TV movie produced by Laura Martella Pictures. <laughs> <laughs> number eight is Us, the first original film on the list. Mm. As a matter of fact, let me go look. All right, original films on this list. Us is number eight. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is number 15, which is kind of... Sort of original, sort of biopic, sort of kind of in that weird mix in there because it's half fictional, half real. Um, Glass is the sequel to Unbreakable and to um, Split. So that doesn't count. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? The Upside, that Kevin Hart, Brian Cranston movie is number 19. Okay. That's an original. Uh, Rocketman is a biopic. Elite Battle Angels are based on a manga. Uh, Good Boys is number 24. 
And yesterday's number 26. So, like, I mean, unless it's Jordan Peele, apparently. Y'all don't go see this shit. No. Jordan Peele or Quentin Tarantino. So, um, I I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how you stop it, because you can't say don't go see Marvel movies. People will be like, the fuck? (laughs) Yep. Yep, exactly. Because the thing is, they're good. And so you should go see them. I'm not saying you shouldn't, but it's like people see that Avengers Endgame made more money than Jesus. And so they're like, we have to make things that people already know about in some way. That's the ticket. Now, it doesn't work for everybody. Men in Black International didn't do what it was supposed to do. Um, and Sony's kind of mad about it. Uh, the Child's Play remake didn't do what it was supposed to do. But that's also because... Because that thing is ugly. Well. <laughs> My God. You know, I, I I said that it's not a good movie, but it's an entertaining movie. I did enjoy watching it, but I, you could sort of kind of see that, you know, it's sort of kind of a little touching. That's how I felt about Men in Black. I liked Men in Black. I, you know, I, you know how I felt about Men. In Black. I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I yeah. mean, look, you give me Chris Hemsworth, and I'm good to go. So <laughs> it don't take much for me to like it at all. Yeah, so, um, so this list of remakes. Keep that in mind as we go through these. And you're like, why would they remake that? They literally are going through. And funny things, I'm sure these are interns who don't have uh, access to any, like, the office files. They probably don't have the shit filed in that kind of a way. It's probably quicker yeah. and easier for them to go to Wikipedia and go to list of um, Columbia Pictures Jesus. movies, list of New Line Cinema movies, pick out the ones like, oh, that'd be nice, that'd be nice, that'd be nice, and Listen, make a presentation and, this, and send it to and these. The, <laughs> right, and this first one, I am, like, this is, like, the one movie that I was, like, Please don't mess it. Like, it's such a classic. Do not mess this up. Right. And, of course, now they are, and I'm mad. Although, I do like Joey Lister's own. Uh, Joey Lister Jones. I didn't know she was a writer, but I knew. I, like, I liked her in the, some of the shows that I've seen her in. Right. So, I feel like I can kind of trust her. Right. I'm so sorry. She's she's directing this, not writing. Yep. So, this first movie. Well, that, no, she's that, writing it, too, I think. Yep. Writing, directing, and executive producing. And producing. Yeah, okay. Yep. So the first movie that's on the list is The Craft, um, which is being produced by Zoe Lister-Jones and Jason Blum of Blumhouse. See, Blumhouse... Which, they, which means it's about to be scary as hell. So I, yep. I could barely watch the first Craft. I know I ain't gonna... I, ain't, I don't think I'm gonna be able to make this. <laughs> I was like, oh, Blumhouse? No. <laughs> no. So the original yeah, Craft came it. out in 1996... Mm-hmm. Directed by Andrew Fleming and starring um, Robin Tunney, uh, Feruza Balk, Nev mm-hmm. Campbell, Rachel True, yes, and um, yes. I think Skeet. Isn't Skeet Ulrich in as well? Yes. Yes, he is. Yes, because he's the boy that becomes obsessed with her. Right. Listen, I, I'm still scared of Feruza to this day. Talk about a perfect villain. Oh, my <laughs> God. And Rachel can... I mean, they could have got her to play her part again. I mean, I think they... Listen, she's 50 years old and can still play a high school student. Like, Looks exactly she has not the aged. same. How? How? She was probably like, she had to be near 30 when she did this. If she's 50 now. Yeah, she had to be near 30. At least late 30. 20s. Yeah. Yep. Oh, my gosh. Listen, it black don't crack. Black and Nev Campbell burn. still is good. To, listen, they could just get the whole cast and read <laughs> <laughs> Like, as adults and to see what happened with their witchcraft. Like, we don't need all new people. 
Well, they just age them up. They do have all new people, unfortunately. Um, the new remake is going to star Callie Spaney, who was on Bad Times of the El Royale, uh, Gideon Al- Atlan from Blockers, Lovey Simone from Greenleaf, and Zoe Luna from Pose, who is a trans actress. Okay. Um, who did uh, Who did Zoe play in Pose? Let me go look. Um, Quick, I don't, I don't like those. Bad. I should watch. I really should. I, really I never finished it. the first season. I'm so. Let's see. Zoe oh, okay. Luna. I see the picture. Yeah, I don't recognize her. She all. played. Um, she's in one episode. She played a character named oh. Lacey. Okay. And I think it's from this season because it's a 2015. Um, yeah. So, um, and uh, Lovey, Lovey Simone is from Greenleaf. I think she's the daughter. I guess. Yeah, she's on Greenleaf. Yeah. One of the daughters. Mm-hmm. Right. So this, um, they're announcing it now in the third cast. So I assume they're going to start filming sometime later this year, early next year. So which means it'll probably be out, if not Halloween of next year, maybe January, February of 2021. No, Halloween would be perfect. Come on. I think it all depends on how long it takes them to go through post-production, how expensive it's going to be, how much, you know, craft there's going to be. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So this, this one, it's, this movie's about to be scary as hell. Like I, um, well, I'm already terrified. But it's coming from your best friend. Is that Sony, Latria? Oh, of course. Sony. <laughs> Listen, they need a win. Like you know, Spider Man. People, people claim they're gonna boycott the next Spider Man movie because it's not gonna be connected. Try to nobody gonna boycott. I'm so sick of what they gonna boycott. <laughs> Anybody trying to boycott? Nobody's nobody trying to boycott. Not shit. movie. Shut yeah. up. Y'all gonna go see it? Please. Oh my god. Just yeah. Just chill. I mean, people oh saw God. Venom. That one connected to shit. Exactly. <laughs> like, I mean, listen, you got Tom Hardy. This It's not a lot you need to sell on that. This, this showed up in droves. <laughs> oh, Lord. Don't remind me of that voice. I'll tell you, I was laughing. <laughs> I was laughing, too. I am hungry, Eddie. <laughs> and, I'm t- and I'm, like, wow. messaging y'all, like, is this supposed to be serious? Am I supposed to be laughing? Like, I was laughing the whole way, too. Do not open Oh, my door. God. Huh? Right. Don't open the door. Gee, gosh, will occurs, Venom. Why not? How <laughs> <laughs> do you like this? Ali, our people are on stage at the Emmy. I can see them. The cast of Game of Thrones, at least the main cast, well, showed up on stage. Except for Bran. They made him sit in the audience because, you know, we, we don't care for him. <laughs> they, they, they were like, no, you don't get to be on stage. Yep. RuPaul's Drag Race won best reality competition. Show. Yeah, I was yeah, going to say They were on stage that. a while ago. Like, Brandon, you're, uh, your favorite. <laughs> My favorite. <laughs> favorite. Not, what? Oh, wait, no. Oh. Oh, wait, no. What's the other one? What's the I was one saying you that sarcastically because I thought y'all didn't care for RuPaul. That's why I was I, I'm okay with RuPaul. I mean, he, he's, a, he's a little bit, you know... He can say some things every now and then. It gets my nerves, but you know, for the most I, part, I see a lot of. I always see. I don't watch this show, nor do I care about all this. But I see a lot of controversy where people seem to be upset with him, and sometimes people would like him, and then he would say yeah, something that's what I've seen too. that would be like out of pocket, and then you know, it. Yeah, he seems to be somebody who sort of is towing the line for a lot of people. He's kind of out of touch. He's he's a fifties, fifty-something-year-old. Um, Okay, black man who's a drag queen. I mean, he can be out of touch with stuff every now and then. Especially as, as far as it comes to race, you know. So it it's never pretty though, right? But like you know, I've I've 
I don't. I'm not accepting people being ignorant, but at the same time, you know, I just have to sometimes just be like, I can't. You can't save everybody. Can't save everybody. My superhero complex doesn't work for everybody. Um, so let's move from Sony though over to New Line Cinema. Once upon a time, New Line Cinema made a made a lot of business out of putting out um, um, what I've called on the, um, <laughs> in our group of uh, Negro programmers. Uh, like low budget um, movies that starred black people and were often directed by black people. The perfect examples being the three house party movies. And then um, Warner Brothers did Class Act. Uh, New Line also um, produced and or released uh, Minister Society, set it off. Uh, Friday, next Friday, Friday after next. Uh, After being bought out, by Warner Brothers after the Golden Compass um, went belly up, you know, because they decided to try to get into doing expensive white people movies like The Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit and all that kind of stuff. Uh, they have sort of kind of just basically been used by Warner Brothers to produce low budget comedies, uh, the random The Rock movie, and Shazam. Uh, I guess now they're getting back into their roots. Because um, they made Barbershop 3 uh, because MGM, this was MGM was going through money problems, so they couldn't make it themselves because Barbershop's the MGM property. So New Line and MGM made it together. They shot it in Atlanta. And you can tell it ain't Chicago. Um, have y'all seen Barbershop 3? Barbershop, the next cut? I, the actual I haven't. Um, it's fine. I like it better than part two, but not as good as part one. I'm just mm. disturbed that when... The kids, because it's about um, Calvin and um, Common's kids. So a lot of it is about them trying not to join a gang. Uh, when they're outside uh, hanging out on the street corner, they are clearly in um, Southwest. <laughs> and not and not Chicago. Not Chicago. <laughs> they try to blue screen into the Chicago Wait. in the background, but it don't work. <laughs> right. Wait, right. you said it's the kids in this one? Okay, in that case, and I did see that one. What you say, Ali? You broke up a little yeah, bit. I definitely did you said it was the kids. They were focusing on the kids in this movie, right? Not focus, focus, but the kids, they drive the plot because the plot is about gang violence in Chicago and one key element of that is that the gangsters are trying to recruit Calvin and um, Rashid's kids. Rashid's the replacement character for um, Ricky, Michael Ely's character because Michael Ely, uh, I guess he wanted more money than they wanted to pay. So he didn't come mm. back. He's okay. Well, comedy. in that case then, I, I definitely I, saw that movie then. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so New Line is getting back into their roots, and um, people are not happy about it because um, they're getting nope. back to their roots by remaking things that they made 20 years ago that people liked back then. Uh, the first of which is um, Set It Off. Which, no, leave it alone. Of course, as directed by <laughs> F. Gary Gray in 1996, starring Jada Pinkett, Queen Latifah, Kimberly Elise, and Vivica A. Fox, uh, was a classic of black cinema. Um, Issa Rae. Our favorite from Awkward Black Girl and Insecure is going to be producing and possibly starring in what they are calling a reimagining of Set It Off. And they've hired Cyrita Singleton and Nina Gloster uh, to write the script. Uh, when they say reimagining and they hire Issa Rae, I am kind of concerned that they're going to turn Set It Off into a comedy. This is not to say that Issa Rae... Maybe she'll shock the people. I don't know. 
So she just produced. So she's not writing it. She's producing. She's it. producing it, and she oh, might okay. star in it. But I mean, if she's producing it and other people are writing it, I'm certain that she's gonna write some of those pages herself and just not get credit for it. I don't imagine her letting it just sit and being like, okay, I'll just read what you wrote. <laughs> um, I, I'm not saying that she's still incapable of making a drama or like something darker than what she usually makes because you can see a little right. bit of that in Insecure. I'm just curious right. as to whether they actually hired her and told her, we want a comedy. You know. Right. But we will see. Uh, people are not happy about it. Uh, Vivica A. Fox apparently thought it was a sequel, and she was trying to be like, "How's that going to work?" Because we, we, we three of us are dead. Spoiler alert for set it off. Uh, <laughs> is Jada just going to be older? How's that going to work? I think somebody needs to explain to um to um Auntie Vivica that it's a remake or a reimagining. Rather. A reimagining. Yeah. yeah, and I just saw an article that said Jada Pinkett has some thoughts. I go back and get that. I want to see what she thought. What do you all think about set it off being uh? Reimagine. I don't want it. Um, leave it alone. It's a great film as is. Like along with the craft, that's like a movie that I just have been hoping that nobody touched <laughs> over the years. <laughs> but well, and now they're about to do it. So, so sorry. Like it was playing. I um, can... playing video in my ear. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, I didn't hear any. I didn't hear anything. <laughs> um. Yeah. Like uh, Jada Pinkett Smith said this about um, uh, she said if they decide to do an extension of it in some way, recast it in some way I personally think that's just something you leave alone. It's a classic, it's done. And yep. they, they asked her would she be involved in anywhere or make a sequel she's like absolutely not. I don't know why people yeah. I, don't, I don't know why people keep thinking that. I know that we will, the original cast. <laughs> mm. They made a a, a, a a stage show out of it. Yes, uh, th- with the brat. Yeah. Oh, Lord. A traveling Lord. stage show out of Set It Off. Lord have mercy. Let me not make fun of anybody trying to make their money, but my... Mm. <laughs> and uh, Clark Keisha Kent, who is a um, writer, she wrote an op-ed for Entertainment Weekly about why Set It Off um, shouldn't be... Re- um, is it an era-defining film that shouldn't be remade for all the reasons we pretty much stated here, you know, it's iconic for its era, you know, it's, you know, there, at the time it was put out, there were hardly any Hollywood films that starred black women. Like, Way to Exhale yeah, had just like come out the year heist. before. Yeah. Like, there were no heist women with black women. There still heist are. movies with black women. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. Hustlers comes close, I guess, because they got Cardi yeah. B and Lizzo, but like... Widows only had one black, well, two black. Right. So, but it wasn't like all black. And Cynthia yeah. Revo literally just ran into the picture about uh, literally uh, like about two thirds. <laughs> yes, and then ran off. Scene. <laughs> she was running, boy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she was. <laughs> but yeah, so people are apprehensive about this, understandably. Yeah. But you know, uh, and it was, I mean, it was just so groundbreaking when it came out. Mm-hmm. I remember I saw that. See, that's one of the ones I did see. Um, on HBO. I, so I think by that time I was trying to sneak and watch stuff. I remember <laughs> watching Queen Latifah get shot up at the end of the picture. And Jada Man. on that damn bus crying and riding off into the sunset by herself. Into the dark. Listen, listen <laughs> that'll be me. Bye. Y'all can have this <laughs> I'm about to, I'm about to dip out the side with the money, okay? Y'all can, you know, do y'all do what you want to do, but I'm about to leave. Right. Go to go to an island. Private island. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, Ali. Wait, Ali, have you ever seen Set It Off? Oh, most definitely. 
Okay. Yeah. They had that on I the island. I set it off. <laughs> it was definitely. I, 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 it was definitely I, 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 I have gotten Latria to start saying the same thing I do. <laughs> you have indoctrinated me. Yes. <laughs> they definitely HBO. I would. I definitely would have seen it on on HBO. So uh, yeah, wait, that, did y'all was, have HBO free? Just like you had Disney Channel free? Okay. I need you to understand. I oh had everything God. for free. Ugh. Every thing. So like Cinemax, Showtime, all that. Every single thing. (laughs) So jealous. Not even just HBO. HBO 2, HBO Family, all that stuff. Yeah. Oh, HBO Plus, all of that. HBO and Espanol. Do we have Espanol? HBO Latino. I think that's what it's called. There was another. There was another one of those um, major uh, networks that had a Spanish um, um, yeah. on it. But yeah, I had a bunch of them. It wasn't just one version. So wow, yeah. so mad. Y'all didn't have Telemundo and Cristina. <laughs> uh, Telemundo was never something. Well, you wouldn't have Telemundo because nobody you know, speaks Spanish a, on the island. Yeah, yeah, but you'd have to have it here because, of course, we are we are very bi- not very bilingual, but we're a very diverse society here in America. Right. So, don't tell the mill. Don't tell Middle America that. No. Oh, oh. Yeah, I should no. go outside. Don't it. don't let them know that they're here. Not mm-hmm. only are they here, but they're my neighbors. On, I, listen, and they're about to be the majority, but you know right. they don't want to. Mm-hmm. They don't want give it a couple of years. So. <laughs> right. The other. New Line movie that New Line is remaking Ooh. is um, House Party. Mm-mm-hmm. The yeah. classic 1990 um, film starring Kid and Play, uh, directed by Reggie Hutland, um, who the Boondocks made excessive fun of. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I believe that what I was told that House Party was Reggie Hutland's student, like his like thesis film for like his master's in film. Oh, cool. Like, um, but, um, you know, House Party star Kid and Play and Robin Harris and Tisha Campbell and A.J. Johnson. Oh, man. R.I.P. Robin Harris. Yes. He was hilarious. It's a classic movie. And and Martin Lawrence also is in it. And um, Daryl Chill Mitchell. Listen, it gave me the dance that me and my cousin had to do every Thanksgiving. Ah, y'all, baby, y'all do that little dance from House Party. The little kid dance (laughs) where you put put the ankles together and run around the circle. Me and my cousin used to do that every Thanksgiving. Thought we were doing something. Right. So LeBron James, who apparently just the Warner Brothers just loves him because I mean he's making he's making Space Jam two. He's remaking this. Has um, he even touched his NBA salary? Like <laughs> he got Sprite money. He got movie money. That's in a trust Dang. fund for his children, probably. You don't okay. need it. Um, he's going to be producing this remake of House Party. Um, Cal Maddock, who directed um, the Old Town Road music video for Lil Nas X, is going to be directing come it. Come on with a film. Um, I don't see who the writer is. Uh, now, oh, oh this Stephen will, Glover this will, and Jamal uh, Yeah, Allori. Danny's brother. Yeah. Now, this will only be great if Lil Nas Not X this, Donald, this. Donald, Donald Glover. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I meant. Yeah. Now, this will all be great if Lil Nas X is in this since his music video directing. I he, just feel like I just feel like it sh- he should. He would be a some, good for like, like, obviously it won't be just like, 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 like Kid and like Play. A, 
Yeah, no, no, no. He don't need to be a star, but he just can be like a oh, like like that a person at, in the movie, like at the house party. Okay. Yeah, like maybe he performs a song or something, like just something. He should be in. Because the thing about the original house parties, they cast musicians as the leads, but right. everybody they cast could actually act. Praise God. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, full force. Them guys could definitely act. You know, Kid and Play could definitely act. They went on to have a cartoon show and three other movies. Wait, what cartoon show? Uh, Kid and Play had a show for like one season on NBC. What was was it called? Kid and it Play? It was called Kid and Play. Let me Google that. And they yeah. they had little like live action um interstitial segments with the actual Kid and Play. Uh, wow, I do not remember this. Yeah, it was it was in and out. <laughs> I remember watching it though. It was, I wasn't terribly wow. But yeah, so I'm wondering if they will try to cast uh, musicians for this version. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm sure the I'm sure they could cast the Migos as the as the Belize for this. Ah, they could be the full force. Of, yeah. Oh my god, yeah. I can see it. I can see it. Because they were already on Atlanta, so. You know, yeah. That that could work. <laughs> I don't know who you cast could. as the leads. Because who is that innocent uh... and that sort of kind of wide eyed? Drake, I don't know <laughs> who could play that kid part. He's too, he's too old. You gotta go younger. Uh, yeah, who's um, a wide-eyed? Who can? Because they helped that? that kid and play were already a duo, and they sort of already had that dynamic where you know kids. The yeah, they were already. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. But at any do rate, we have any duos it, right now? What happened, Ali? Do we do we have any duo? A um, male, um, black. Artists, um, singers, right now. Do we have anybody? I mean, these are I mean, rappers duo. we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. So, no. do we have any duos I mean, right now? The trio. Young people. Well, uh, they like to act like they're a duo because they be doing takeoff wrong. <laughs> oh, I left off bad yeah. bougie. <laughs> 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 uh, All right. Maybe they, well, maybe it doesn't have to be a duo. Maybe it can be a trio. Why can't it be a trio? There's only two parts. Well, I mean, I guess the third one would be the DJ, the Martin Lawrence character. So, oh, is it a, com- is it a com- is, yeah, is it a complete remake? Like, it's like a complete remake. I like, would assume that you would keep the bones, not shot for shot, but to keep the bones where it's you know it's, um, it's high school <clears> kids <throat> throwing a party to try to raise some money, and they they have bullies at the school, and the idea is to seek out of the house because one of them is grounded and get to the party that they're throwing and get back. You know, before the dad realizes it, and the dad's like on the warpath trying to find them. So, I mean, Ooh, could, well, then just play just give. Harris's part. Don't, as long as they don't hire Kevin Hart. Um, <laughs> you, then I, you I know, like Little Rail is too nice. Um, this guy mm. be some. Mike Epps could do it. I don't know if he'd be a yes. box office draw the way they need it to be, but he could definitely do it. Yeah, he could definitely. He's not, and that's why they're going to get Kevin Hart instead. Jesus. You know it's what's going to happen. Is he going to roll in the wheelchair down the hallway? Okay, uh-uh, uh-uh. <laughs> We're not doing that. No, no, no. Let's move on. Let's move. Okay. So next up, we have Peacock. Shut it down. Shut NBC. it down. So the La NBC. Tria. Yes. Next up, we yes. have NBC's yes, new streaming yes. service, Peacock. Okay, Peacock. Uh-huh. All right, all right. Yeah. Two minutes on this name. All right. I understand that the peacock has been the symbol of the national broadcasting company for decades. Right. But we don't actually see it. 
Right. We don't it, say we don't. Peacock. We just know it. We just know it looks like a peacock. Right. It, it, back in the old days, it used to be a peacock. Like yeah. the old old days, like the sixties. You know, like it was literally like mm-hmm. it had a head and a tail and a body. It had the little, little cut out, mm-hmm. with the, like the body part with the colors. Uh-huh. Right. Because you look at it now, it's so stylized. You just like, oh, it's some it's some shapes. <laughs> right. But literally, peacock. And I remember the press release saying that, oh, by the way, we like our name. Because I think they knew people were going to be like, y'all are calling this Peacock. Mm-hmm. You know, listen, like like every eight-year-old boy is like, ha ha, you're watching Peacock. Are you going right. to pee with your cock while you're watching it? Ah, yeah. ha, ha, ha. <laughs> wow. 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 Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Why are you wow? But that's exactly well, what it, it could be. It could be. <laughs> it could be worse. It could be worse. They could be. It could be the because that's you know they could just call it peafowl because that's what it is. That's what a no. peacock is. A peacock is a male. All right, get that. A Caribbean. peacock is a male peafowl. Get that, get that Caribbean fucking <laughs> British education shit out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying it could be worse. <laughs> Oh, uh, they got Auntie 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 Angela on the on the stage now at the Emmys. Yes, right. radiant and red. All right. Uh, so Peacock, I don't believe that they have announced pricing for. It. Yeah, it, they said they'll announce pricing closer to launch, which will happen in April of 2020. The original rumor is that it's going to be free but ad supported. But I think after you know the other streaming services have been announced and they're charging you know actual money. I think they're like, we could charge actual money. So we'll see what happens with that. No, make it free. Yeah, I mean, it works. For, I'm, well, s- I'm sick of paying for yeah, yeah, I think we're all sick of paying for, for all this stuff. Because like, cable basically is back in a different weird way. Oh, my God. Because somebody was saying that, right. you know, it was Greg, actually. I was like, you know, I mean, people asked for a la carte for decades. This is what and a la carte And I was one of them. Like. And now I, f- I feel like I kind of... But I was like, this isn't the a la carte I was thinking. I wanted cable a la carte where I could literally choose what channels I want. I don't need eight ESPN channels. I don't need five fishing channels. I don't need, like, you know, all these news channels that I don't watch. I just wanted to pick, like, the actual networks that I wanted and have that in one. Right. I, this the, isn't, the this isn't what that, I was dreaming of when I thought of a la carte. This is too But much. the problem with that is that... Um, it's unfair to the less popular channels, right? Basically. The only way for a less, the only yeah. way for a lesser channel to be able to shop itself is if it bu- it's bundled with other popular right. channels, right. right? And then maybe you might start watching it and you might get interested. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm not gonna get interested in the fishing channels. Like something like certain <laughs> classic movies, which I don't even think charges to be on the air because, like. TNT and Cartoon Network are, you know, they make so much money because they have higher, right. um, uh, re, uh, you know, like um, carriage fees that, you know, mm-hmm. they support that entire Turner block. Same <gasps> with the NBC stuff. Um, oh, my you, God. Oh, show. my God. Wait, wait Brandon, 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 breaking news. We have to pause you. We have to pause you. We have to pause you. We have to pause Jerome, you, Brandon. Jerome just won the Emmy for lead actor. <gasps> In When They See Us. Yes. Like, I got chills. <laughs> I got chills. I and, didn't even and see Ava when they see us, but I'm excited for him. All of them. Yeah, he, to, yeah. She brought Ava she brought the actor oh, who exonerated five. And the, five guy, to the, and the yeah. guy he played is crying. Yeah, Corey Wise. Oh, Sterling is crying too. Lord have mercy. Good wow, Gerard, he Gerard. won. I'm. Ugh. 
I mean, God. listen. I so oh my God. So, so Ever since I saw him Carrie in the oh my God. I was like, this little boy is going to be a star. Listen, he carried that episode. Like, listen, he that episode was, he carried the whole thing. All the oh flashbacks, the fantasies, the going crazy, looking nine different ways. How do you get somebody to act that way, though? How do you get somebody to act that way, though? Like, what do you... What do you have to reach down and find inside? I feel to do that? like, like I, it's just like, certain people just have it in them. Like right. I don't, I don't think that's something you can teach. I don't think you so. Just, either. Like, you have to just oh know God. inherently like where to pull from and be a very like empathetic person in general to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Which I, I still can't even watch the Dogland uh, series, but I'm happy for him. This is oh man, I'm so excited. I'm trying to see and refresh, and they don't have it yet. They talk about Ben Winshaw going while going there and being drunk when he won his award. Oh, and Ali, you're due. I oh, yeah. I don't know if he was for a, a writer very, or a very English from, mystery. Um, Chernobyl won or something. Yeah, the guy. Yeah, the actor on on Chernobyl. He won. He took it away. He actually took it away from um, when they see us. He took an award away from them. Well, that's okay, Jarrell. That was. I really wanted yeah. Jarrell to. If anybody from when this won, I wanted it to be Jarrell. Like, so. ooh, they, they let him. They let they let Jarrell stay up there for a while, though. You better. <laughs> People are. Sure. Yeah. Black Twitter People is are watching. Standing. Okay. <laughs> it's true. It's true. You're not right. You're not true. lying. I should have known when they brought Angela out there. All right, we can go back. All right. All right. Continue. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Peacock, we don't know what's going to cost, comes out in April. And they've announced um, that they are taking The Office and Parks and Recs off of Netflix and Hulu. <laughs> uh, um, so, they are going to be exclusive to Peacock because you know, it's NBC Universal. They want their shit back. Yeah. And so, they're getting it. <laughs> but apparently, Friends is going somewhere else. Friends so is Friends... Warner Brothers' show. They're going to HBO Max. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. I was confused with that. I was like, wait, wasn't Friends on NBC too? It was on NBC, but it's produced by Warner Brothers. Okay, gotcha. Okay. The Office yeah, and Parks and Rec were produced by, produced by NBC and on NBC. Oh, so, my two favorite shows. Like, I don't... Man. Low, low I literally of- rewatch. Like, I'm literally rewatching them as we speak. Like, I think once or twice a year, I rewatch both of them. Right. Uh, and what's the other one? Seinfeld, which is a Sony show, is going to Netflix wow, wow. now. Okay. Uh, I guess it's not going to Crackle. Nobody cares about Crackle. You know, I get on there every now and then just to see what they got. <laughs> At least Crackle is wow. free. They got, some, they got some new stuff, time. too. Now, there's like one called Tubi. Um, I heard of Tubi, yeah. And there's like two others that I saw. But, yeah. Yeah, so the three new, and I use the word new very loosely, um, yeah. programs that um, they've announced for Peacock are um, a new Saved by the Bell uh, sequel series. No. They literally took the two characters that nobody care about and was like, let's give them more. No, no one cares. Well, let me... I thought women... I thought young, young, I thought young well, girls like watching well, Kelly Slater. Ooh, ooh. No, it's not her. It's not her. It's Jesse Spanos that they're doing. Full disclosure, I used to have a crush on Mario Lopez before he started going crazy and saying crazy stuff. I mean, he was cute back then, but yeah. Yeah, yeah but now. but one but one people but one people watching didn't uh, young girls like watching Slater? Yeah, in nineteen ninety two. 
But I'm just saying he wasn't like, I'm just saying he's not like a character I would have cared to like see continue on like in a remake. Right. Oh. Like I would want it to be Zach and Kelly to see like, you know, they have kids and they got married and stuff. Well, we know what happened to Zach. So the, well, yeah. the premise of the sequel series, which is not yet titled, it's just Say by the Bell, you know, untitled sequel, I guess. Um, is that Zach Morris? Zach Morris. Y'all remember mm-hmm. Zach Morris and he wasn't the best, brightest, you know, banana in the bunch. He mm-hmm. is now the governor of California. Wow. And apparently he's a Republican because he is closing down all of the schools in the quote unquote low performing schools in the state. And he gets in trouble. He gets in trouble for closing too many of them and therefore has to start busing. It's like 1972 all over again, um, busing the low income students to the high performing schools like Bayside, where um, uh, I guess I don't know what the baby is called. Little, little, little baby um, um, Slater Spano goes to school. (laughs) Uh, uh. And (laughs) the best part of this whole announcement is that the next day, when Mark Paul Gosselar was doing press for Mixed-ish, they asked him about it, and he's like, what? No, Nobody asked me about this. <laughs> but I kind of feel like uh, he, even if they did, he should have, he, like, should have said no. Like, Well, he has he, to say he, no right now, because as an employee yeah, of the Yeah, but Walt I'm just Disney saying, company. even if, yeah, even if he didn't have, you know, the show with, with ABC, right. like, this is like a step down. Don't do this. <laughs> right. You, you're you good. You don't need to be on there anyway. I am assuming that the executives at Peacock will be at Disney Studios to beg on bending me like boys to men. Please. Just one episode. No. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> do not do it. Because it would be so weird that the character who basically talked to the camera and was like, the, like our eyes and ears into this world it's never seen in the sequel series. Will it be Slater turned to the camera? Maybe they'll do like um what's the guy from Home Improvement, the name? Wilson. Wilson, yeah. They just like show the back of him or like half of his face. They'll get like a random blonde like stand in. Uh-huh. <laughs> or it'll be like yeah. Miss Bellum in Pop of Girls. Wow. <laughs> Where you just see from like the neck down. Yes. <laughs> yep. And now for our school song. Bayside is the school, the school, and you know that it's true. Know that it's true, and know that it's true. Oh, you got I wonder. I wonder if people remember that episode, though, Brandon. That Listen, might be. A, I've that seen might be every episode of the original Saved by the Bell at least ten times. <laughs> so, oh wow! I don't know. This one might get me. I'm gonna be honest with y'all. I might be interested to see what they do if it's good or bad or otherwise. Mm-hmm. If it with if it with um it being uh, um Mario Lopez and Elizabeth Christ, what's her name? Berkeley. Thank you. Um, I don't know. If they got Tiffany Your and Amber Thyssen to come back. Brandon. I don't know if Lark Voorhees is in the right state of mind to come mm, back. Bless she, her on, heart. she on the sick and shut in. <laughs> we got we got to continue praying for her Lord right. have mercy. And we definitely know that they are they are not asking Dustin Diamond to come back. That is a definite. Oh point. oh no, he will not be invited. Absolutely back. not. Stay Jeez. away. Mm-hmm. He is way too much fucking trouble now. 
the oddest thing was that he was the one they called back to be on the new class as look, the assistant principal or whatever it was. Hmm. I know y'all didn't watch the new class. I watched like two episodes. I did. Of it. Oh, you did. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, he was. He was on there, and Mr. Belding. Mr. Belding could come back as like a cameo. I don't think he'd be on it on it for very long. Yeah. Um, but I assume they're just kind of trying to get new kids. You know, building like Fuller House did. They the first kind of and like um. And also, like, Girl Meets World, yes. which is, like, a, a continuation of Boy Meets World. Right. Where but they, they had all the original people come back, though, for that. Though. For random even, episodes and for, like, the first episode that sort of kind of gets you yeah. in. And then it's like, oh, the new kids are the real stars of this program. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Because it, it, bas- it was basically about, like, Corey and Topanga's daughter. Right. Like, they're in her and their son. And her yeah. friends. Mm-hmm. And then every now and then, I think I think Sean Hodger took a little time to come back. <laughs> yeah, but then he he started becoming a regular, okay. like towards the I think the last season and a half. <laughs> so I remember when Good he finally him. showed up. That um, Corey turned to his he, daughter was like, "See, I told you he was real." <laughs> listen, and he's just they even had Angela. They even had Angela really for like one episode. Mm-hmm. That's good. What about what about what about one of those um, the the. Uh, they had a show on Disney. Oh, brother, I know off. who you're talking about. The brother, the Lawrence uh, brother, the ma- the middle um, of Lawrence brother, Matthew Lawrence. Yeah, did he come back? Did I he know, ever show I know up? Corey's. I know Corey's brother was like regularly on there, but no, I don't think so. I think it was just I like Corey, what they do. Corey and Eric, and then the guy who was the principal. What was his name? Mr. Feeney. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Feeney. He showed up a couple times. And like their parents came on mm-hmm. a couple times, but yeah, wow. but yeah, Matthew wasn't Matthew there. Lawrence never showed up again. I wonder what he does with his life because it's only the it's only the older brother that I see around Joey Lawrence. Yeah, Matthew. So I feel like Matthew just got married to someone. Maybe he just wants to be normal, like a regular ass life, and have a job and kids, and you know, go to work. Probably. And then they had the younger brother too. The youngest brother he used to be on Disney. But then he just kind of disappeared. Oh yeah, he so just maybe... got married to Cheryl Burke from Dancing with the Stars, like this year. Oh, bless. I, was like, I knew I the youngest brother. That he had... no Matthew Matthew Lawrence. That's good. Oh, okay, he's oh he's thirty nine. Mm-hmm. He was always the finest one. I liked him. I liked Joey. I liked him, but then he. I was like, uh, but then Matthew got older, and I was like, oh yeah, I like. Him. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> um. But yeah, so Saved by the Bell is coming back. Uh, Battlestar Galactica is also coming back. This is a program that I did not watch. I don't know if either of y'all did. No, I've never seen any of that in my life. Right, it is a no sci-fi show. I think that was I think that was before I got into sci-fi. Okay, so yeah, I, I never got into this one. Um, but the person behind Mister Robot, um, Sam Esmail, is going to be the showrunner on it. So mm. that. Bodes well, at least for the quality of it. Mm-hmm. But I saw folks saying that they really don't want to see another Battlestar Galactica. But mm-hmm. um, we'll see. Um, they don't have Jason Momoa anymore, of course. He's on Apple. Oh, he was <laughs> on that? Yeah, he was. That's when nope. he had the dress. Yeah, Jason Momoa was on. Oh, okay. Yep. Was that like one of his first jobs or something? Mm-mm, his first job was on um, um... Baywatch. His first the original Baywatch? Yeah, the that's original. right. The, yeah, the original Baywatch. What? Yeah. Back when he had short hair and was white passing. Oh, 
<laughs> wow. That's why, dude, that's why I, I was like shocked that. when they said he was on there. Because I was like, I don't remember a long-haired anybody. Um, so How about a short-haired, <laughs> dark, white there. guy? <laughs> oh. I was like, okay, all righty. What'd you yep. say, Ali? You broke up a little bit. No, I said I don't remember there ever being um, a, a Polynesian person on, yeah. you know, on Baywatch before. So, right, he was on his Zach Morris shit, hiding from um, white people. Mm-hmm. We we said it on the pre-show, so I just for those <laughs> a, a who don't spy. know, uh, Mark Paul Gosselar is half Dutch and half Indonesian. So y'all know, right? Like not even random trivia because he was on the um. Pressed to remix this. He mentioned that he is, in fact, mixed. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Zach Morris. So, I said on, on Facebook, instead of Zach Morris is trash, they should say Zach Morris is colored. Uh, <laughs> oh, Lord. Wow. All righty. <laughs> and the other reboot that's coming, but it's actually a sequel series as well, not really a reboot. Um, they're yeah. calling everything a reboot. This is this now. Is this one I'm actually kind of excited about. This one makes sense. This one feels like it's the one that yes. is the least like out there. So this is it. Pu- basically, is doing kind of like what Raven's home, right? So this is, is doing this is Punky Brewster. For those yeah. who remember the '80s, the mid early and mid '80s, Punky Brewster was a TV show star Slay Moon Fry, who was a little girl who was adopted yes. by an old man named Henry. She had a dog named Brandon. And her best friends were um, um, Sherry, who later on went on to be on Family Matters as Maxine, and yep. Alan, and the rich girl. I think her name was Gloria, if I recall properly, or something like that. You got that Maxine? No, it was it was Mar- it was Margaret. That's what it was because she had she, mm-hmm. it was spelled weird. Um, so they used to have Punky Brewster. Everything NBC loved this show. They produced so much I merchandise. Wanted I wanted had- to be. I wanted to be Punky Brewster. Like yeah. I wanted. Her- she did whatever she wanted to do. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I had a Punky Brewster coloring book. I had cut Punky Brewster like storybooks because they made a cartoon show for the Saturday morning mm-hmm. line. Yes, where, I love the cartoon. Yeah, where she met, uh, I think it was, I forgot the character's name, like Gloomer or something like that, where he lived on the other side of the rainbow and, they, and he brought Punky mm-hmm. her friends over and they had magical yes. adventures and shit. I was like, oh, oh my gosh. Punky Brewster twice a week. <laughs> I wanted those socks she had. Oh, I just wanted everything. But yeah, so um, it's coming back now, and she is now Punky Brewster, still played by Slay Moon Fry. Uh, she's now a yes. single mother, and she meets a girl who's an orphan who reminds her of her when she was a child. So she's going to adopt the little girl. See, now this this one is going to be good. Right. I'm excited about Punky Brewster. As long as they keep them children out of the refrigerator. <gasps> Wait, pause. They're doing the Emmy for lead actress. Please let it be my girl. Oh, my gosh. Uh, this it's is what happens when, when live things. No, it's <laughs> come fine. It's fine. Recording. No, interrupt it, please, please. That's that's actually yes. kind of what I want. Come on, Julia Louise Dreyfus. No, she just being slow with it. I don't oh, have no. my volume up, so I have to wait until no, I get a reaction. It wasn't Nisi Nash. It, oh, no. Daniel TV is faster than mine. Who won? Yeah. Oh, Michelle Williams. Oh Lord. Yeah. I mean, she's good. What was what was she in? Benham. Oh, Fos- Fosse and Verdon. No, stop. Something I not see. Why you like this? She was in Vernon. Fos- she was in Fosse Vernon. Vernon. No, I think. Ask I me again. Ask that. me again. No, no. No, no. So no. we can go. We can yeah. go back. <laughs> Who was she in? The Greatest Showman. Stop. 
dancing with. Okay, am I the only person who likes The Greatest Showman? I cry. The music I is great. It. The movie is. T- what? <laughs> I loved it. But I thought you go to see the movie for the the music, the Brandon. I didn't see it in the theater. I saw it um, thanks to Netflix um, disc um, mailing. Um, oh, see, you. I saw it in the theater. I feel like you should have seen it in the theater. Like, maybe. Um, uh, although that CGI at the end would have thrown me off with them riding that elephant. I mean, that Zendaya and Zac Efron, my gosh. Oh, they, were very cute. they were very cute together. That yes. duet. Because the music is incredible. It's just that the plotting like, and the acting and the direction I didn't care for. Because a lot of... One of my biggest problems is that with that movie is that like three of those numbers are staged the exact same way in that ring where it's just them doing like three three high kicks in a step, in um, like in four rows, and you because the director kick, kick, kick step kick yeah, kick, the director kick, was, kick, um, kick step a visual effects artist he, he this is his first movie he ever did and during reshoots they had to bring in James oh. Manigold from um, Logan to fix the reshoots because he. Ah couldn't really quite cut it. And you can sort of kind of tell which parts are reshot. Yeah. Like that, um, the, uh, much of that, uh, what's the song? Um, A Million Dreams, much of that is reshot to add context and stuff. You know, it's, I just, I see too many of the seams, I guess, with The Greatest Showman. I know they're trying to go for like a big, glossy musical and they're not trying to tell the story of P.T. Barnum. I uh, get all of that. It's just that it's so, it could have been put together better for me is what I'm saying. Right, but the yeah. music, music is great. Absolutely, yeah. every song. <laughs> yeah, I be in the gym. <laughs> mm-hmm. I be in the gym. I, you know, trying to deadlift. I think of what the world could be. A vision of the world I see, and try no, not no. to. But I just sometimes it just be like, it just gets, it just, it just comes out. Like today at the gym, um, uh, hairspray came on. The um, iPod, the iPhone. Uh-oh. I was like, you know, ever since we first saw the light of men and women like to shake it on a Saturday night. I'm supposed to be girl. Yes, yes, man. Yes. Oh yes. Lord. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Is that all of them? I think that's all of them. Oh no, one, uh, one, no, one last more. big one, and the one that everybody was waiting for too. Um, yes. so HBO Max, Warner Brothers' streaming service. That's gonna be the most expensive one because it's gonna be HBO plus some other shit. So they feel justified in charging more. See, I just feel like, why? We already have to pay extra for HBO. Like, why do we need I, an HBO streaming service? I think the idea is that you can just pay for this. I'm hoping that's how they have it configured. We just pay for it. Because H- HBO is already $15. Right. How much is Max going to be? I think it's going to be like 17 but not on top of the 15 I think the idea is that you pay just the 17 if you already and have you HBO, still get regular HBO stuff? You still get regular HBO stuff plus everything else from the entire Warner Brothers library and like Cartoon Network and TNT and TBS and all like that. That's what I feel like they H- say H- at least. Then, then I feel don't... like HBO is already its own entity. So this just does not make sense to me. They're trying to corporate synergize the entire Warner Media like um, c- corporation. And trying to use HBO to piggyback up and uh, boost things like Justice League, and um, you know, <laughs> that's but is it isn't Warner Brothers working on their own streaming service too? No, this is it. This is it. Oh, this is it. Okay, mm-hmm. this is it. Okay. The name is throwing everybody off, including myself. When you call it HBO Max, it sounds like a a piece of HBO has broken off. 
Right. And, and just evolve into its own thing. If it's all of Warner um, Brothers media, their their whole library, call it something that sounds more like Warner Brothers something something. But if you call it HBO Max, it's like, it sounds like a subsidiary of the larger... Right, and that's why I was know. like, it doesn't make sense. I bet we you. already have to pay for HBO separately. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> I bet you this is what happened. And doesn't mean that it's correct. Because I agree with y'all, it's weird to call it HBO Max. I feel like they did some like brand assessment and thought that people don't like Warner Brothers that much, but they love HBO. And yeah, they're willing to pay sense. more for HBO, so they went HBO. They don't realize that it's all the same company. Because people right. don't care about that stuff unless it's Disney. So this is their solution. People don't read. Do people don't, <laughs> they don't they, read. They, they don't read. Um <laughs> they did not pay attention to LeVar Burton back in the day. They sure didn't. Take a look, it's in a book. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. So one of course of the Warner Media properties is Adult Swim Cartoon Network. Um, because they already um John Witherspoon had already leaked that he was recording new episodes of the Boondocks. See, you gotta you gotta get the old people and be like, shut up. <laughs> and people were like, oh, it's coming be back quiet. to adult, it's coming back to Adult Swim. Not so fast. It's <laughs> coming back, but it's coming back on HBO Max. Um, it will debut in fall 2020 with um 24 episodes plus a, a hour-long special to start with. And it is not a sequel series. This is actually a reboot remake thing. They are starting over from scratch. Uh, Aaron Magruder is back as the showrunner. Uh, Carl Jones is not coming back. He's too busy someplace with Erica Badu doing hotep shit. Um, oh, that, that was mean. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> 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 and um, they are starting over from scratch. It's going to be about starting with Granddad, Huey and, Huey and Riley moving to Woodcrest, um, Maryland. For the first time in this time, except for that, they find out Woodcrest has been overrun by an evil, tyrannous, uh, white ring, white wing um, nut, Uncle Ruckus, who runs mm. the government there. So they have to deal with living life under this hateful black man who hates black people. Oh, Lord. So that's their setup for this version. Bring uh, back Caesar. Yes. My <laughs> number one, listen. My number one request for this version and complaint about the original version of the Boonas, the cartoon shows that they did not bring in our homeboy, Michael Caesar. Who is that? Huey's best friend. So if you read the co- you ever read the comic strip, the Boondocks comic strip? Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. So in the comic strip, he was sort of kind of the lioness to Huey's Charlie Brown. Okay. So when Huey was going off about conspiracy theories and weird, crazy, you know, like um, um, you know. Racism stuff. Caesar was there to calm him down and be like, you know, let's just go play a video game or right. some shit, you know. Or if Huey wanted yeah. him, so or Caesar, if, even if Huey wanted him to do something, Caesar was there to be like, okay, I'll help out. So two heads were better than one, basically, sort of a thing. Gotcha. Caesar, you need Caesar to counter Huey, right? Basically, because remember, Huey, Huey, um, Latria, if if you remember, Huey yeah. gets really into what he like. I'm. His his ambitions in terms right. of exposing the truth, right. he gets way 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 too deep into that, and you need Caesar to counter something like that. Right. That also will be able to give you more Huey's screen time and more emphasis because one problem with the cartoon shows there's way too much Riley and Granddad, 
and mm-hmm. Riley way too much ignorance. Right, Riley way Brand had a kind of ignorance, so that sort of affected how the show, as a result, happened. Exactly. Right. So, more Huey and bring in yeah. Caesar and more Jasmine too. My God, they barely I use love Jasmine. Her. Jasmine, Jasmine had some really good stuff in the in the comic strips, but they made her so unnecessary in the cartoon version. (laughs) Yeah, in the in the cartoon, she's just she's just very kind of um, even not ignorant, but just very too a little too innocent in my because Jasmine had some interesting things to say. She has some in the the comic strips sometimes, yeah. But Jasmine in in the cartoon is just. Just a scared little girl, right? I feel like that show in general kind of didn't really do well with their women characters, in general. but you know, there's a lot of things about the Blue Knocks that are good and bad. I uh, there was definitely an uptick in men in in young guys calling women bitch <laughs> after that show came out. <laughs> I'm just was there I'm an uptick? Being completely serious. I'm at, I'm, yes, I'm, I'm guessing maybe in like in your car- age group, like because like before. I'll remember, listen, yeah, remember young people, younger people. Okay, younger people, yeah. There was an uptick, definitely. Yes. Like, it was suddenly became, it suddenly became okay to refer to women like this because, oh, the Boondogs has it. It's a cartoon. Let me, and so if let a cartoon me say is saying this. It, it if, your okay. child, if you're a 10 year old <laughs> or younger child to watch the Boondogs unattended, you are a bad parent. <laughs> I'm just, it's I'm true. serious. Because they were out there saying nigga and bitch and all kinds of stuff. And Tyler Perry was on there trying to kiss granddad. And um, they were fighting people in anime style and blood was going every place. And you had um, Ed Wunksler Jr. and the other white boy voiced by Samuel L. Jackson and Charlie Murphy talking about nigga, nigga this and nigga, nigga that. That's not that. The show said TVMA. It said viewer discretion is advised. <laughs> and by advice, they mean sit down and watch the shit with your child. <laughs> if your child's watching Cartoon Network after 9 p.m., turn it off. <laughs> yeah. Please. You know, you know no one's gonna pay attention to that. What happened, Ollie? I like, said you know no one's gonna pay attention to that. Huh. You ought to. No. They really ought to. But yeah, so the Boonas is coming back. Um, I'm hoping that they made those changes. Michael Cesar, more Huey, more better head, more Jasmine better handling of the women characters and the weird obsession with the homophobia thing, you know, it's 2019. Don't do that, please. We're over it. It was funny 15 years ago. It was really funny 15 years ago. Nah. <laughs> yeah, I really, I really can't see, yeah, I really can't see Riley saying that's gay, that's gay, that's yeah, gay yeah. 10 times on an episode. Unless like, you have I a special, very special episode, episode that. number 22. Granddad, Huey, I have something to tell you. Oh, Lord. <laughs> you want the internet to that explode? That would be hilarious. Do you want the internet to explode? Black Twitter would... Black Twitter would... Black Twitter would shut down. Attack. Jack like, would be... Jack would be Black walking out of bed at 3 a.m. <laughs> Mr. Yeah. Jack. Uh, yeah. Black, tw- Black Twitter would definitely... Black Twitter would definitely implode on itself. And then your, your boy... Nate Parker would be like, this is what I'm talking about. This is what uh-uh. I'm talking about. Uh-uh. Wow. The emasculation. The emasculation. The emasculation of the black man. You saw he had to wear the dress in that other episode from season three, remember? Or season two, remember? See, it's all a plan. It's all a plan. <laughs> but yeah, the Putin is coming. Then he's going to run for governor. 
it's like Uncle Ruckus. Uh, the Boondocks is coming back uh, next fall. Uh, I, they, they already said that, um, you know, John Witherspoon dropped those beans. I don't know if Regina King is coming back. Hopefully she is. Um, the little girl who played um, uh, Jasmine is too old by now. They got to get somebody else. Because she was the only one who was actually a little girl. And she bit, she bit out grown women for that part. I think her name is um, Gabby Solil, if I remember properly. Uh, let me go double check that right quick. Just to make sure I didn't tank that name. Her name is... Yes, I got it right. <laughs> All right. So yeah, but not. So now we are ready for the Say Something Nice Challenge. And as a special version of the Say Something Nice Challenge, uh, we have a special correspondent. Uh, hi, uh, my name is Dobie Gillis. Oh, and I have a problem. You see, I have this cousin named Shane Gillis. Funny guy, I guess, you know. He just got a job at Saturday Night Live. Can you imagine that? Saturday Night Live up there with all those famous comedians like Kenan Thompson and Kate McKinnon and like that. Wonderful. Great. What a problem. My cousin's a fucking racist. <laughs> and this is when Maynard would come in and say, Dope, you can't say something like that on TV. You can't do that, Dope. Ah, oh, Maynard, shut up. I'm trying to tell you what happened with my cousin Shane Gillis when he tried to get this new job and go to work. Work! That's enough, Dobie Gillis. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, Shane Gillis, no relation to Dobie in real life, or Herbert T., or Gwynifred, or any of the rest of them, or uh, Donkey Gillis, none of the Gillises. Uh, I love that show. Uh, <laughs> was hired by SNL as part of their, quote-unquote, new, cl- new class this year. Along with um, Bowen Yang, who is the first um, a- Asian-American regular cast member on SNL. Which, considering that SNL's been on the air since 1975, is kind of insane. Because they've had, like, you know, like, uh, temporary people and, like, stand-ins and guest stars. Uh, but he's the first. He's also gay, openly gay. He hosts a... Um, co-host a podcast called Las um, Culturistas. They were actually on another podcast I like, um, Blank Check, when they covered Brokeback Mountain, which is a hilarious fucking episode. Uh, and also, lost in all of this drama is um, uh, Chloe Feynman, who's also been added to the cast. You know, she's, she's, she's a white lady, so I guess they're like, oh, white lady, hi. Uh, but uh, Shane Gillis... It wasn't three hours after he'd been announced to join SNL that somebody pulled up um, some of the videos from his um, podcast that he hosts, where um, they have like video versions on YouTube. And they were talking about Chinese people in Chinatown in LA, and they're using all sorts of words that will not be repeated on this podcast to refer to people of Asian descent. Mm-hmm. And these were not yeah. jokes they were doing. Just to be clear, these are not no. jokes. They were having casual conversation and doing some giggles here and there, but that's not a joke the way they formatted it. They were talking about, right. oh, lead us to the, you know, all that kind of stuff. I watched it. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, my God. They got to get rid of him. And just last year, just, you know, 365 days ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, not five years ago, right. not 10 years ago, but 2018. The year of our Lord, 2018. Right. So, this was Thursday. Monday, they announced... 
SNL was like, um, no. <laughs> Sorry. <Right. laughs> Not him. And I saw some people being like, that wasn't fast enough. I'm like, literally, yo, they needed a day, a fr- Friday to have a meeting and be like, what do we do? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it is a business. <laughs> well, right. I mean, that, that's plenty fast for me. So I have a... What I have a question about this this pro I have a question about this process. Mm-hmm. So is it do you think nowadays that um executives or companies in TV and whatnot, are they are they just letting the public do the vetting for them? So of course, Saturday, Is that what's happening? Saturday Night Live, of course, is famously run by Lauren Michaels. He's the executive producer that has been for decades. Uh he's not a spring chicken. I am assuming that the people he hired to do their vetting also are not spring chickens. And this is the problem. They didn't go to YouTube. They didn't search Shane Gillis and find this clip that is easily, readily available, right? Sitting right there on the internet. And that is the problem. They are not... I mean, he's he's not like somebody being hired to be in the back doing stuff like cooking. He's front-facing. Mm-hmm. So why wouldn't you... Google his name and look for videos of him because he's going to have his face on your show. Because I'm sure they, I'm sure I'm they, confused. I'm sure his agent sent in Vimeo links. I'm sure they went to go see him live do stand up. This is perfect timing because Saturday Night Live just won the Emmy. <laughs> <laughs> which one? Which one? Which one? It's true. Um, I guess it's, it's for true. a variety show or okay. something. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah Variety Sketch Series. <laughs> yep. And Lauren Michael. Just <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah. Perfect time. Perfect time. Hilarious. <laughs> though, honest, though, honestly, who are they really competing against? I mean, uh, seriously. I think it's Sa- Sarah they... Silverman who like pretended like she was asleep when the camera got to her. When Yeah, she was. After, the, after they announced <laughs> the winner. She's like, oh, what happened? And then I don't, I can't remember the other one. But yeah, so, um, so he's gone, and he went on his Twitter talking about, well, you know, I understand what they had to do and everything like that, but you have to admit, I was funny enough to be hired by Saturday Night Live, but it doesn't matter anyway. I was always more of a mad TV guy myself. You would have got fired from them too. Yeah, sure. Mad <laughs> like, TV was sir. like, uh, um, um, <laughs> the fuck, <laughs> dude. Like, dude, you are racist, and nobody wants. And that's the that's the biggest part of the whole thing. And he did not even apologize in that freaking statement. It was so it was BS. He gave a half apology the day before. It, it didn't work at all. Everybody said it was an awful apology. But here's the thing: like if if you say like if I offended somebody, I'm sorry. That's not an apology. That is not an you're apology. Not, you're not owning up to what you did. Exactly. So Rob Schneider, famous comic actor in movies with Adam Sandler and shit was complaining about, you know, comedians having to apologize for jokes, people not be able to take a joke, everything. First of all, that shit wasn't a joke. Right. Second of all, if you are a white person, especially a white male telling racist jokes, you better be fucking funny as fuck. So you got to be able to keep people laughing so they don't whoop your ass. Because the thing is this. People act like we're in this new PC culture where everything is changing. A white man can't be a white man anymore. That's not what has happened. What happened is that the niggas have smartphones now, bitch. Right. And the smartphones have apps that link to the internet, and you can post how you actually feel about this shit 
And we have been feeling this way about this shit since night since 1619. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Great podcast. <laughs> Brandon's like when you when you put when you put a smartphone in a black person's hand, <laughs> it's like giving them <laughs> giving them all the power. Right. Okay. It's like he man, lightning comes down and everything. And the music plays. You know, shit. Because I got real mad about that. I think I'm pretty sure I retweeted and commented like, the fuck is this? Not like that, but I said how I felt. I'm sure I'm sure the podcast feed is now blocked by Rob Schneider. I'm certain. If not, maybe he listened. Hopefully. I don't know. That's my thing. White people, if you happen to listen to this, hi, first of all. How you doing? Um... It is possible to be racist and not be a literal white sheet owning, cross burning, killing, murdering maniac. Right. Casual racism is still racism. Specky McFarland, 1935, putting blackface on to play buckwheat is racism. <laughs> um, people are making jokes about things being ghetto. When you talk about something just being janky in general and you're a white person, it's racist. Um, Using certain terms to refer to certain ethnic groups. That's racist. And then you say, they use it themselves. Every fucking group does that self-reflexive, ironic thing where they call each other the name that the racists call them as an inside joke. Every ethnic group does it. Not just black folks. Not just Asians. Everybody. Mm -hmm. Even though the quote-unquote ethnic white people do it. Because there's a lot of words to describe certain ethnic white folks that you cannot say on TV and shouldn't say on TV. Right. People act like they people act like they don't understand this, and it makes pisses me off because it's just like racism is so fucking illogical, and it affects so much of how business and just cultural and just living basic fucking life. It could be everything could be so much better. Look at our president. Our president is a raging fucking racist, and it's miserable. It's terrible. Mm-hmm. I hope in thirty years when they write new history books that they they nail this entire generation to the cross. Like the fuck were you all thinking? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So Shane Gillis. Um. I don't know. Carl Maynard. Y'all can go smoke or something because you ain't got no you ain't got no job no way anyways. Um. Go play the bongos. Go listen to Thelonious Monk. Um, <laughs> all these old ass still be Gillis jokes nobody's gonna get but like three people <laughs> how do y'all he's feel that, about her did I sort of cover it all <laughs> you definitely covered it uh, like nobody is crying for you Shane right yeah the, the fact that he that, that that his combat was at least I was funny enough to get considered mm-hmm. dude that's not something to be proud of you, that's not something. That's not. That's not where. That's not the hill you die on. That that's. Like, it's literally you're bragging about getting fired on your fir- um before you had your first day. You ain't got your insurance papers filed yet. No. You ain't got your parking spot at Thirty Rock. You ain't got your badge. Nothing. <laughs> yeah, and the other thing is, so it's like no one's going to. And now, now the only way for you to make money now is for you to do your own thing yourself. Do that Roseanne so, shit. Why don't you, you are, go on tour? On like a racism tour, you get hired to play at like the um oh, all them damn um bars where they have the, the cowboy shit that you ride on. What's that shit called? Oh, the bull. Yeah. Oh, the bull, the electric bull. <laughs> the electric bull, yes. 
Oh my god! Every every venue that has one of those is booking Roseanne. <laughs> She'll be up there. They fired me from my own program, and here's my here's my oh uh, my opening act, Shane Gillis. Oh lord. <laughs> oh yeah. So all right. Yeah, Let's that stop. that guy. Yeah, he's 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 trash. You don't even. <laughs> you really, you really didn't even um, start. You just uh, no one's gonna. No one. The only thing you can do really is run to YouTube and try to do a YouTube, like have a YouTube channel. Oh, so YouTube that, is perfect for him because like yeah. the racists love that shit and YouTube Google. They, their motto used to be "Don't be evil." It's kind of fucking evil to not properly monitor YouTube and get rid of. Extremists, racists, uh, homophobes, transphobes, people making all these fucking videos and shit. Cause that's where they're mm. they're stewing there and Reddit and Twitter. That's where they're they're gestating these people who go out and shoot 30 people at the Walmart. Right. You wonder where the shit comes from. You act like we don't know. We don't want to take away guns either. And they keep they, the same thing that they keep they keep blaming video games on. That's right. Not where, that's not where all this is coming from. Listen, video games come from fucking Japan, and they're, they're people play video games across the world. This is one of the few nations where this shit happens. They don't do this shit in Japan. That one time that the people that man blew up the animation studio, you ain't heard nothing like that in a long time from over there. Yeah. So Shane Gillis, um, I don't know, go somewhere, hide under a rock, go find a, a thinker statue, sit under it, and and think for a second. So that is the end of our program. Thank you so much for listening to the raging, <laughs> this crazy black man over here, and his wonderful, far more sane friends. Um, <laughs> you can find our um, show. Brandon's, Brandon's gonna. Across all social Everyone's media, go find some Im- important, <laughs> yeah. important water. Important water. Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> you can find our show across all social media under the handle at SSM Podcast, and you can also find it on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn, and wherever else great podcasts can be found. Woo-hoo. Is there anything else, y'all, before we go? Nope. Anything, well, Ali? Pretty much everything. Oh, Lee Dale's uh, making nope. a Billy Holiday movie. We we're we're praying for our everybody involved. Audra Day is in it. Oh. Travante Rose is in it too. Oh. You had me at Travante. I'm not I, can Audra is it Audrey or Audra? Audra. Can she act? Audra. We don't know. Right. She okay. she has a cameo in Marshall playing a singer. She sure did. And that's about it. <laughs> I mean, you know, she's a singer by trade. Yeah. Um, Billie Holiday has already been played by a singer who was not an actress. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that person was nominated for the Oscar for playing that part. Mm-hmm. So I mean, maybe Audra, maybe she can, maybe she can act. We'll see, because you mean it isn't as if Lady Sings the Blues. I just so know this. I'm gonna have to see this because I, I already know this is gonna be dramatic. Um, so how what do you estimate is the amount of screen time Travante will be seen with his shirt off? Not enough. <laughs> can he can he 
Can he get those goals that he wore in Moonlight and, and wear I, them? <laughs> I think they just had gold teeth woo! back then, not, not, all, not the whole fronts. Every scene with those gold teeth, I was like, my God, I have never seen gold teeth look more perfect. Latria, I also need you to check all the TV because... Billy Porter has a hat on. I just I think, listen. I just looked and over I and was think, like, I had to do a double take. I was like, what the? What happened? What's I going on with I, I think I think he may be a pirate <laughs> because that that hat is a is a combination of a pirate hat and a a cowboy hat at the same time. And I don't know how he's doing it, but I am here. I love him. And John Oliver just won his second Emmy in like five minutes. Yes. He keeps walking up yeah. to the stage. Is he, he British? I've never heard him talk. Yeah, he's British. Is he British? He, he is. has the voice yes. of um, Zazu. Yes, very British. I was, Lion listen, King. oh my God. I was about to say he looks like Zazu. <laughs> <laughs> I was literally about to say that. That makes sense. Oh my God, he really looks yeah. like that bird. Yeah, his, his show is really good. It's a really good show on HBO. Well, I'll be sweet. I can't, <laughs> I can't be a watch TV that late. I watch no late night shows. All right, y'all. We're going to go and watch the rest of the Emmys. But yeah, thanks so much for listening. This has been the Say Something Nice podcast. I am Brandon. I'm Latria. And this is Ali. And we will see you all next time. Bye. Bye.